Hey everybody, welcome to Street Fight Radio. Glad you're here. Sunday night, time for a call-in show, Street Fight. We've got a very special ABCD edition for you, so keep that in mind. Do not jump in line if you're a cis dude. ABCD means anyone but cis dudes. I want to get this out there from the very front. So please, all the women and femme callers, give, let us know what's up. Uh, the number to dial is 614-655-3887. Uh, let us know what's going on in your world. Uh, we are Street Fight Radio, the number one anarcho-comedy radio show on any station across the nation. We've been doing it out of Columbus, Ohio here for almost uh, nine years. We're coming up round in a decade, maybe. Uh, but you can hear us on the, the radio in Columbus, Ohio. Just add WCRS to your radio dial if you want to hear it. And all kinds of other amazing entertainment. And if you're not in the area and you love independently created content, WCRSFM.org has a lot of really interesting music shows, informational shows, and uh, the free press is also out, out of there. So there is a lot of open-minded and interesting stuff happening over on WCRSFM.org. Give them a look-see. If you want to see Street Fight Radio, me, Brett, him, Brian, in in person, we're going to be in Texas next week, next Monday, uh, October 14th. We're going to be in Austin, Texas at the North Door on Wednesday in Oklahoma City. We're going to be at 51st Speakeasy, the 17th in Dallas, Texas at Sons of Herman Hall. That's where it's going down. We're going to have a very special closing, something that's never happened in Street Fight Live history, maybe never happen again. Who knows? Uh, we don't have a Jumbotron, but I wish we did. On the 18th, it's going to be the PWR, Party World Wrestling, Street Fight Radio, crossover event of the century. Once again, I don't know when this is happening anywhere else. Friday, October 18th, Houston, Texas. It's going down at Houston Underground. Head to store.streetfightradio.com to get to tickets to any of these events. And if you need financial assistance, that is available. We've got half-price tickets um, for anyone that needs help. And if you can't afford to get into our show, just simply send a message and we'll take care of it for you. Thank you for being here. Um, this week, we have special guests from the Columbus DSA. We have Kristen and Alec. How are y'all doing? Pretty Great. good. Excited. Thanks for being here. We really appreciate it. Brian, how's your week been? Great. I was on the news last week. Did y'all see that I was on the news last week? Yes. I've seen the Just photos. letting you know that uh, I am a celebrity locally because I'm a maniac, fucking crazy person who will talk into a camera if they set it up on the corner of High Street and Lane Avenue. So what, yeah, what I'm happened? Out walking. I'm out walking. The news I'm, set up a I thought crap. it was a student, by the way. I'm going to say this. I thought, okay. We're going to take this back a few years, actually. I worked on some research projects for PhDs because sure. I had to do internship at, when I was at Ohio State. So I have done research, right? And I know how hard data collection is, you know? Like, I know that it's a pain in the yeah. ass to do it. I walk down, and I'm on the corner of Lane Avenue and High Street. This is a main artery in town, right? High Street's the main road, and then Lane Avenue's where the horseshoe is. This is campus, Right. I get there and there is an easel standing up on the corner with a GoPro camera on it. Mm -hmm. And it says, do you think NCAA athletes should be paid if uh, tell your reason to the camera? And I like I stood at the light for a minute. It, like you would get like a real human drama vibe 
from it if you could see the whole video because I I went to the light and I stood there for a minute and then I said you know I really I gotta get my opinion out here for this so I yeah, turned this is direct democracy <laughs> the yeah. most direct democracy if I was riding my bike and saw a trifold sign and they were doing a tally I'd be like well I want to hear my I want my voice to be heard. <laughs> That's how I felt, dude. I was like, I gotta fucking let these people know what I'm thinking about student athletes getting paid. Which the show, it was a foundational part of the show. <laughs> foundational part of Street Fighter. Originally, <laughs> people around us and everyone that we knew hated us, hated our guts. Because we talked endless trash about Ohio State exploiting the people that they're making all the money off of. Yeah. For like Kroger bobbleheads and Buckeye Cruises and shit, you know? Yeah. And uh, yeah, people hated us for it. So, uh... I walked up to the thing and I marked, yes, they should be paid. Of course, they should be fucking paid. They make a billion dollars off of yeah. them. Like, why wouldn't they get fucking paid? Where does yeah. that money even go? I know where, I know they say <laughs> it goes back into the school. And then they're yeah. like, well, then they'd have to pay the swimmers too. And it's like, no shit. Yeah. Now we're talking. That's what they always say. Like, I've talked to people who are like, you know, they want us to pay the football players. And then I don't mean paying the basketball players. And then that means paying the lacrosse players. And I'm like, and like also <laughs> other things where people could potentially be injured while they were doing it and never be able to do it again. Everybody in this motherfucker gets paid. <laughs> like, <laughs> let's make sure. Yeah. So I just walked up to the thing and I said, um, I think I looked at it and I said, all labor should be paid. But I said, <laughs> pain in a weird way. Yeah. Like I had a real was, gruff voice going on. You know, I don't know why I did it. No, you said, yes, they're workers. Yeah. <laughs> yes, because they are working. Yeah. Was what I said. Yes, because so, they're working. Yeah. But they are fucking working. Going to fucking football. Yeah. I don't care if people play football for fun. Playing football on TV is for working. Money. Yeah. yeah. Then yeah. you should get paid for it. Yeah, for sure. I mean, the thing that fucking drives me the craziest about college athletes not getting paid is when you turn the fucking game on and they're going to kick a field goal and they bring up, they pull up that big net so the ball yeah. doesn't go in the audience and it has a fucking Allstate like insignia yeah. on it. And I'm like... How much did they get paid for that? Yeah, you know? so it's not like there's no money. <laughs> I know. <laughs> like, I know. It's just like, so, I mean, there were three people that said they shouldn't get paid. And I wanted to, like, stand around and wait until one <laughs> of them, them showed up and be like, why don't well, you think they should get paid? There was video evidence, and you have to go check it out. It's the biggest wiener in the world. It's exactly <laughs> who you would expect. Oh, what did he say? Can it's somebody that wore slacks and loafers. To uh, I was about class. to say, was he wearing a tie? Was yeah. it tradition? <laughs> what, did he bring up tradition? Because that's what it always I don't think tradition. Were, they didn't say tradition. I don't honestly. I don't. I don't remember the quote of the of the naysayer. He said, "I can guarantee." He said one of three things. I'll investigate tradition. Oh, we've never paid amateur athletes, so that's yeah. it's tradition. You know, and by the way, even if the school isn't paying the athletes, these these dudes should be allowed to sign endorsement deals. Yeah, right. like that's crazy to say they can't make any money. Well, the yeah. school can literally make money off of selling their names and their likenesses to like video games and shit. Why can't I give my old clothes to somebody for a free tattoo? Like, why are you involved in that transaction? <laughs> right. Yeah. That was the big scandal that happened. Isn't that what California... The California thing isn't like that the schools have to pay the athletes. It's that the athletes can sign endorsement deals. Yeah. Right. Which is is 
fair because any athlete that could sign an endorsement deal is probably already endorsing shit. Yeah. Because he's a star yeah. and they're using his likeness yeah. to make money, you know? So it's just, I don't know. I, God, I, and, and the other thing people say is because they're getting an education. And it's like, what the fuck is an education yeah. if I didn't even want to go anyway? Yeah. You know, like yeah. I, if I was a fucking great football player, I would be like, I don't want to go to school, man. Like, why am I going to school for? I could just go make a bunch of money playing football, yeah. right. you know? God, yeah, please. and if and even if it is a temporary thing, I mean, it's better to have somebody make a couple hundred thousand dollars in sponsors for a few years and end up trying to figure out something else with their life instead of just fucking using them. It's I mean, especially not- football, people are getting hurt yeah. doing that. Yeah, thing. there's. I've had it. I've had it. I had a big. I had a big patio argument with some people that were. I'm so disgusted by CTE and like I'm a wrestling fan and I know I don't yeah. want people to get injured, but. If, you know, athletic dudes want to play football for a while, they should get some, at least some fucking money for yeah. it. Like, I'm yeah. not going to tell them they can't do it, uh, you know. Also, a lot of these college players aren't coming from money, and they don't have time to have a job. So they're just, like, barely getting by. They don't have enough money for their, like, housing and shit where the college is well, making millions and, of dollars and, off them. And we're all foc- We're also focused basically on the male football team, but it's also, like, the women's sports team. It's yeah. every other person there that is, like you know, generating ticket sales and concessions and merchandise and all of that yeah. stuff. And and I think I, I do want to say that, like, the reason I focus on the male football players is because that is generating an incredible amount of money. Yeah. And a lot of those dudes do come from, like, not from money, yeah. you know? And, and like, uh, they're forced to live. And it destroys their body it takes playing football can take years off of your career like every time you play football it takes time off of it you know and and the stories of the dudes that have like had their backs broken in college football or like have had their uh, you know fucked their mcl up and were never able to play again and then they never realize that potential that they had when they were in college like you you are making guys take time take their prime earning years and do it basically for free. Because again, I don't think people should be made to go to college. Like if I don't want to go to college, I don't want to fucking go to college. I don't see why they have to go. And the reason they have to go is because in Columbus, everybody needs to have this football team. Like (laughs) like the whole city is tied into this fucking football team. Yeah. And I mean, we're going to like, we're making the schools free anyways. So like, what's it worth that you're going to school? Like we're yes. just gonna, yes, nobody's that paying is for the that. goal to make <laughs> yeah. it free. So, so, uh, so the only naysayer was basically just like a, a, a Gadsden flag waiver. They said, I can see how in favor of not allowing that to be the case. One man said, which is really just like, <laughs> well, I mean, if these liberals are saying something, I'm immediately against it. Yeah. That's what they, that's like he what they scratched his chin too. When yeah. He, said, he was mm-hmm. going like this. And yeah. he was like, I, um, I mean, allow man. me to be devil's is, advocate here. Yeah. Yeah. This is the, I mean, they served that up by saying some people acknowledge the other side of the argument. Um, but this guy closes his quote by saying, but I do think that someone should be able to make a profit for themselves outside of that university. Yeah. Libertarians. So they're, yeah. They're saying like, I should be able to sign contracts with Under Armour or Nike or whatever. I think they be. should do. That's yeah. what I'm be- That's what I'm saying. It's like. So that's not even a naysayer. Them, yeah. They didn't have it. Nobody thinks that they shouldn't be paid. It's well, okay. Here's the thing. 
There are people that genuinely believe that they shouldn't be paid, but the the tide I think has turned so much now that I think they're they're gonna start. To, it's gonna be the same way that like people feel ashamed of being against gay marriage back yeah. when they were against gay marriage. Yeah. <laughs> like the tide's gonna start turning. Yeah, so it'll happen like, like that. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I mean, that's like that's like uh that that was like a big deal. I I always bring this up, but like in 2014 we vote. That's 15 years ago. It's not that long ago. 2004. The, like we voted against gay marriage in in Columbus, Ohio, and and Ohio. Period. And it was like, holy shit, you know, that that was only fifteen years ago. Like, yeah. I, like I can't believe that. It was sad. There was no. I mean, but there wasn't. It didn't feel like there was any organizing happening in the city at that time. You know yeah. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like at the time, I was, I, I'm sure there were leftists, and I always know that there are left. There's always been leftists organizing against stuff. But like at the time, I. I remember having so much energy, yeah. but not being able to figure out what was going on. I, I yeah. don't think there were DSA chapters, or if there were, it was just a few people doing yeah. it. And I don't think there were like socialist alternatives. Yeah, all stuff the different like targets. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So what? Are, so what is going on with Columbus DSA? Um, funny you should ask. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, I mean, there's like tons of things going on. Um, basically, so I'm the chair of the housing committee um and we're building a columbus tenants union if that sounds like a good idea to you um (laughs) the uh like basically um just to do the kind of things that unions do like uh building some like tenant power so we can fight back um against like unacceptable living conditions in places um if cities try to like condemn a property you know like fighting back against the city's like plan to develop the place into like unifying the renters into like a, a force yeah, exactly. that can be used to uh you know wield their power yeah and we're doing that slowly <laughs> like property by property just patiently building relationships getting tenants involved in the organizing work they're taking things over themselves they're running these things i mean and um, new york city new york city has made a lot of fucking absolutely. like big wins in that department yeah yeah, no, we've been talking to those people too. Um, all of the different DSA housing groups have been talking to each other um, and sharing ideas. And we're like going to keep doing that over the next couple months. We've been talking to the people in Cleveland who want a big lead, um, lead paint thing, their housing group up there mm-hmm. um, with a coalition called Clash. Um, That's great. There's also, so there's a couple of new working groups that have formed that just have like really talented people and are eventually going to be doing really cool stuff. Like some of the smartest people I know are in the labor working group that's going to start trying to do like union stuff. Um, and this Saturday, there's a event um, that's like called Labor 101. It's going to be at the Northwood High Building, which is just north of OSU. It's, uh, and it's going to be like 11 to 1. And basically, that's going to be, like, for socialists and for, like, left-wing people, for activists to, like, learn the basics of, like, the labor movement, what it is, how to, like, work in the labor movement, how to support the labor movement, um, you know, how to organize from scratch or how to work with existing unions, what they do. Yeah. Um, and I'm really excited for that. That's the, there'll, uh, there'll be bagels and coffee there, too. Cool. Um, <laughs> that's uh, that's a place that's across from Cafe Kerouac? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Right. Exactly. Um, if y'all know that. And we but, are- I mean... No, go ahead. I was going to say, we also have um, an electoral working group. We've um, endorsed our first candidate, who's a candidate for city council named Liliana Rivera Bayman. Just found out. Yeah, she is um, an open democratic socialist and a member of our chapter. Um, She is a 
former dreamer um, who's since been naturalized. Uh, she's a labor organizer and a young mother. And she is, you know, done with all the bullshit that our city council is doing. Jacobin did an article about her. Yes, they they did. did. um, She's also been endorsed by DSA nationally, which is really exciting. So, um, And that's this election. Yes, that's this election. As in uh, tomorrow is the deadline to make sure you're registered to vote. And they've been purging people. They have. So if you uh, live in Columbus and you want to vote for a Democratic Socialist for city council, make sure you're registered to vote tomorrow. and we also we should talk about EcoSoch. Yeah, so we have been building up. We had an EcoSoch reading group for a while. Eco-socialism, um, talking about like the theories of that, talking about the Green New Deal. Um, and there is like a big thing to talk about with that, like a big regional project that we want to do eventually, where we turn the Great Lakes region into like the engine of the Green New Deal. Um, but on the local level, they are planning their big project is going to be organizing a transit riders union. There's a big one in Pittsburgh. There's a big one in Cleveland. One of the people who started the one in Pittsburgh and helped the people in Cleveland get things started is in Columbus now. Oh, great. So we've texted her. Um, she's Perfect. come out and like started helping them. Um, so, you know, that's like another outside the workspace space that Columbus DSA is trying to like build a union. That's but, wonderful. you know. With the tenants union, it took forever. It was like a year, more than a year of just hard work at this one property, working with these tenants, letting them know that like we were there to stay and that we were serious. Um, so the transit riders union is probably going to take a while to get off the ground yeah. too. But I think it would be a big deal um, and another way to like fight the like development of the city and to push instead for like a Columbus for the many. Um, yeah, you have to find out who's in it for the long haul. Yeah, but then momentum builds eventually. Yeah, absolutely. Case. Um, but there's a lot of work to do. Um, we're like, we're at a point where we're ready with a lot of different campaigns, a lot of working groups to just like expand and like take power in the city and, um, we'll do it either way, but it's going to be like really difficult (laughs) if we don't get some help from people. So like, um, if you're in Columbus, you know, come out, um, and there's a lot of ways to do that. Every Tuesday we have a happy hour at, uh, the rehab social tavern. You can come talk to us there. Yeah, we're there from seven to nine every Tuesday. I'm always there. It's my baby. So, um, yeah, that's every getting drunk. Yes, but we are trying to perfectly. If you don't drink, perfectly welcome to come. If you don't drink, they have very good tater tots. We always have those. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's all. I just say that a narc would come and not drink. No, I'm kidding. I don't drink. So no, we are trying to do. uh, We're trying to do some like hikes and other social things too. But that's like still building up. It's like the happy hour. That's the thing people come to. But the. we also, every second Thursday is the uh, general meeting of the chapter where you can come and talk to us. Um, that is also at the Northwood High building for the moment. Um, and it's also at seven. Yeah. Great. We have a calendar on uh, columbusdsa.org. So you can go check that out, add yeah. it to your Google calendar. But like the last like big plug thing, I mean, just to like summarize, that's like this week, there's a bunch of shit. Um, you can come to the happy hour every Tuesday. You can come this Thursday is the general meeting. So you can come to the general meeting and talk to us. And then this Saturday at that Northwood High building, there's this labor event. If you're interested in learning how to do that kind of thing. Um, but yeah, I mean, like there's a ton of shit going on. That's not all of it. There's a lot. Yeah, there's a lot. (laughs) Yeah. That's just a taste. If you're in the Columbus area and you want to get involved, uh, you know, they told you where to find them. We appreciate you being here. Uh, You want to see what these people got to say? Oh, yeah. Take some calls. Oh, you guys taking calls with us. I was not going to 
make them take calls with us, but Brett did. So <laughs> it's their, yeah. they're having to deal with it now. It's beyond me, you know? I'm not going to drive all the way over here on a Sunday night and not take calls. You're well, let's they, take some calls. I mean, you know, the great thing about them is that they have the spirit of organization. And I just like whipped them into shape and was like, we're going to do a call in show. And they're like, we're ready to do this. And yeah, you know, that's a smiles on their faces. <laughs> <laughs> so let's see what this first call is. Thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to tonight? Um, this is me, Abby. Hey, hey, Abby. How are you? Hey. Great. Um, I'm the... I, I'm ABCD. Um, I called before about... Um, I said whether you want to talk about ice or when I got me fired or something else, but... Now I can talk about when ICE got me fired. Yeah, I got to hear why about how did ICE get you fired? ICE, the Immigration and Customs Enforcement. Is that what that stands for, actually? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. Yeah. I, how did ICE no, get you fired? Um, well, I, I brought up, I kept a record of my tweets. Um, <laughs> on February 4th, 2018, I tweeted, holy shit. There is a 24-hour ICE headquarters in Williston, uh, Williston, Vermont. There's like a national like data center in like suburban Vermont that. And um, and then I tweeted, I always forget my background check is still pending two years in, and that the State Department reads my Twitter. Uh, in unrelated news, ICE is awesome. Love the work they do. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, that was on a Sunday. Um, so at this point, I worked at a place that made um, government documents. And so I was under a um, rather lengthy background check. So on Monday, I came in and they fired me. Yeah, I mean, ICE name searches like crazy, you know, like they, they're they're the yeah. most vanity searching of the government agencies. You do yeah. really hear a lot mm-hmm. about ICE busting people for online shit, you know? Yeah. It's the Brett Stevens of the mm-hmm. yeah. agencies. Yeah. Yes, yes. But that's, don't, that's don't, literally, that's all I said. I just said, that's all I said about ICE. Um, and then they, they dug up like everything bad I'd ever said about my boss and then send it to him that's probably so uncomfortable in. was that an uncomfortable conversation <laughs> yeah <laughs> kind of i hate it when you get busted for some shit at work that is like really behind the scenes like like if you like i used to talk shit about this so i went to hr one time when i worked at the cable company because they did a quality control check on one of my jobs and they said that mm-hmm. I didn't tighten it with a wrench. And I took, it, like, basically, if you missed one thing, they were like, you failed the job, yeah. right? So so I failed, I failed the fucking thing. And I went in and I went to HR. I sat down across from the woman and I said, hey, I don't have any way to know this for sure. But I distinctly remember tightening that thing. There was somebody else with me and they saw me tighten the thing. Mm-hmm. I think... That the manager and the lead are fucking around and they're trying to get me in trouble. 
Fucking the huh. next morning, I came into work and they're like, hey, they need you in HR. And me, the HR lady, the manager, and the lead sitting in the room with each other. And I had to like sit and have this conversation. Like, uh, I, I just don't think you guys like me, I guess. I don't know. And like, <laughs> but like, wait, Abby. So like. Ice is name searching themselves, finding people talking shit, and then narking them out to their bosses. Mm-hmm. Like, are mm-hmm. you doing something that's connected to Ice at all, or are yeah. you just like some random person? I know. Um, no, that was. I think it was because they called out the State Department because oh, okay. I was. I had a background check um, undergoing, and yeah. so I think whoever was supposed to monitor my my account was like oh ooh. so she <laughs> sent all the bad things I ever said about work on Twitter to my boss and but it was okay I got all my vacation paid out so yeah it gives you a few extra weeks off so that's nice like yeah. when you get all your vacation and shit and all those hours paid out at least you're like a little comfortable for a few weeks not me because i just mm-hmm. anytime yep. you give me a bunch of money i'm like i should probably buy a ton of weed because <laughs> who knows when i'm gonna have money the next time yeah, yeah. good point as soon as, as soon as i quit my job at the cable company i got my vacation check and i bought an ounce of weed and i was like i'm not gonna i don't even know where my next money is coming from yeah. at all but i was just like i'll just spend 500 dollars real quick on that and then i won't you know i'll set it down i won't even have to think about weed yeah. anymore for a while and it didn't last very long I, yeah. say that. Was- I i just took like i just took a two-month vacation i was like i'm just gonna sit on my ass in the winter in vermont and like work on some dumb animation project that i never finished but hell yeah yeah it worked out well, I am. Uh, I I I'm glad everything worked out for you, and I really appreciate mm-hmm. you calling tonight. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, no problem. Have a good one. Peace. Can you imagine getting fired because we have ten? Yeah. Can you imagine getting fired because you uh? You imagine getting fired because you badmouth your boss, and then you have to go sit with the boss while they fire you. I mean, most yeah. bosses would be a fucking chicken shit coward anyway. Yeah, and they just all do are. it another way. Yeah, you know it was wild. The last uh, my boss got fired from this place that was really weird. Um, she made this dedication to it where she was like, "I really want to just give it a six month shot." And I'm like, "This is all red flags." It was like super small business tyrant. It was a husband yeah. and wife. And the husband ran one side of the business and the wife ran the other side of the business. So all of the implications of that for the Street Fight listeners that know what that means. When it came down to her getting fired, she was in her chair and the secretary comes up and says, uh, ma'am, uh, Laura would like to have a word with you. And she looks over and Laura is there standing yeah. in the same cubicle like with another coworker. And she looks at Laura and then she looks back at the secretary and she goes, what do you mean? She goes, uh, Laura would like to meet you in the private room. And she goes, she's right there. <laughs> <laughs> and the lady just looked away. And then the secretary just let it sit and was like, she needs to meet you in the conference room. But it was just like such um, an odd like ceremony or yeah. like 
well, I guess if we're gonna we're going to uh, not have this situation happen, we might as well all sit in a room together. We're like we might, might as well have an awkward interaction where yeah. I have more power over you, and you do what I say. You know, it's fucked up. Sorry, I got too, <laughs> I got too deep in there. That shit's <laughs> shitty. Yeah, so weird. All right, let's see. Uh, let's see who our next caller is. This is a frequent caller. I've called more than once. Thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to tonight? Hey, uh, it's Kayla. Hey, uh, Kayla. What's yeah. up? We know you. Howdy doody. I just like one of my faves. I just poured water on <laughs> the parts that connect to the electricity over Don't here. Don't do that. So that was a mistake I made. No, I apologize. It was great. For that. <laughs> Ryan's having a real one over here. Yeah. <laughs> Kayla's one of the uh, creators of the Lonnie Shoe Box, one of the OGs of that. And uh, continuing, uh, you, you have a boutique you're running too, right? Yeah. Um, it's, we just launched our website. So, um, yeah, it's pretty exciting stuff. Uh, it's called Metamorphosis Mobile Boutique, and it's a mutual aid project. Um, that, yeah, I've been like doing way too much unpaid work for, to be honest with you. Yeah, I mean, um, they call that sweat equity, uh, in like the tech industry, but it sucks, <laughs> it's not worth anything. <laughs> I'm sorry, it's yeah, not like, who? when do I get to cash this out? <laughs> There's never gonna be a point, and I know that, but I'm also kind of like, it doesn't matter because it's what I want to be doing, and I don't know. It it does get easier too with time, I guess. I I just got back from um, a leadership retreat um, that Philly Socialist like did. Um, so I'm just like trying to like take all of that in and like kind of absorb it. And I was like, oh my gosh, it's the call-in show I want to call in. So it's cool that there's DSA people on. Yeah. Right now. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for okay. calling. No, it sounds like the Philly socialists have been doing a bunch of good work lately. There's a lot of interesting, yeah, I mean, cool stories coming out of Philly. They also had that uh, the barista. They had that all shared. They had a Google oh, yeah, Drive file, yeah. yeah, a huge spreadsheet that everybody shared their wages and tips. Yeah, hell yeah, yeah that's I like dope. that. Yeah, there's a lot of organizing going on in that city. It's a good scene. I, too. I watched it's like uh, a very long. I watched scene. an Instagram live of them protesting outside of Netroots Nation. Like, yeah, it's it's a wild city. I love that city because it there's trash all over the place and everybody's crazy. <laughs> Everyone like parks in the middle of the road. Yeah, it rocks. Trash. I love it there. I just everything. We went there and we were sitting at a, a bar at a and talking to Trevor Hagelbon from Twitter. We're just sitting there having a conversation, and this guy's like, "Oh, you got to see this video. Of this plane crashing and everybody dying." <laughs> he just shows it to us, and then he's like, "Oh, there's one from inside the plane too. You got to check that out." And we're kind of just sitting there, like, "Oh, geez, it's very, <laughs> very uncomfortable." <laughs> I don't want to see this, but yeah, he was. Uh, it was fun. It was he fun. Was, I love that place. He would. He did. He was like. He's like. Yeah. He's like. It's this, and then it's just. Whew. And he just like snaps his fingers and was like, "Can I get our check? Can we, can we go?" Yeah, one of my uh, relatives was working with somebody there who was extremely like this extremely Philly woman, and she was just like shocked to find out that this woman had a smart car that just totally seemed out of character for her until she figured out that she had a smart car so that when she wanted to pass people she could drive on the sidewalk <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's why I want a smart car that's why I want a uh, uh, um, what's that thing I want 
the uh, slingshot. That's why I'm a slingshot. You can drive them on the sidewalk, or really anyway. What is a slingshot? It's a real dad vehicle. It's like a three-wheeled motorcycle. <laughs> oh, oh, I've seen those. Things. You can put yeah. LED lights things. under it and big speakers on it that play Bob Seger. Really yeah, well. it's do for, you have to? You have yeah, to. Yeah, it's actually. the law. You have to play Bob Seger on it, and you got to put a like uh, a support the veteran sticker on it too. Yeah, Usually, they come with it. Yeah, yeah I mean, there's so sucks. much registration these days. The government's up your ass to make you do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So how think how what's doing, Kayla? Um, I mean, lots of stuff is going on. I've, I mean, I've only been in Philly three months and I have like not let myself like stop doing things. So it's just very overwhelming because I've like wanted to be here for a very long time. Uh-huh. So now that I'm actually here, it's just, I don't know, it's very surreal. Well, um, I mean, you know, you're, you, you're piloting the meat wagon and you're very young and I was terrible at piloting the meat wagon at your age. I was like just the worst and we're just going from catastrophe to catastrophe. So as long as you can try to keep it between the lines, you're on, you're on the right path, you know? And uh, but like, yeah, also, are you calling everything a John now? Cause I do still, I like, oh, my I'm wife not, is like, what? she's like, what is John? I don't even fucking get it. I'm like, it's like anything you want, man. It's like the word fuck. It's like open. It's everything. It's like all, all, all of it is John. Yeah, it's a it's a John. I don't <laughs> Everything. Think I'm trying that. Torture. Did it on on the radio. Great. <laughs> There's not a ton of difference Am between. I a real Philadelphia now? I mean, you picked the right northeastern city to move from Florida to. Yeah, I, think. I mean it. I, <laughs> it fe- you, I mean, you get like the nitty gritty, dirty city that we saw on all of the movies that we loved when we were younger. But it, you, it's affordable, and you're like, and there's artists there, and you're not like you know you're not paying for like a shared bathroom and shit you know i do have to yeah. ask you a question kayla because this comes up on okay. this comes up on the bubba the love sponge episode of shocktober too <laughs> um and you're a florida person from florida or lived in yeah. florida for a period of time uh-huh. and geiger from report this post shrek piss slave online uh was telling me this and and i may i made a guess on the show and i said you know florida most people there probably running away from the Florida man designation. <laughs> like people don't want to be thought yeah. of as Florida man. Yeah. And Geiger told me that I was a hundred percent wrong about that. And that people actually want to be known as Florida man. <laughs> down there. Oh, Can okay. you comment on that? <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'm so glad you brought this up. I'm very passionate about this issue. So number one, it's super like reclaimed now. It definitely is. It has been reclaimed. And I think it's great that it's being reclaimed because, like, the Florida man trope is just classism anyways. Yeah. Well, so it's, it's like... It's also... I don't know. Like, it's also 30%... I don't know if you all know this, but only 30% of the people that live in Florida are from Florida. So when they say yeah. Florida man, they're taught... Like seventy percent of the people that live in the fucking state are from somewhere else. It's, also, you know it's just mean? a records thing. It's they have some law about the way that they release their records that just means that the records of all the crimes and arrests are way more available than in ah. other states. It, it's not yeah. because and, they're like any more rocket. Like I'm sure yeah. all of that shit happens. It's here. classism too, because like um, getting an taking an ATV to the grocery store gets better gas mileage than a Prius. Absolutely, yeah, that's right. Like you're, it's no, way it's more. Eco. 
friendly yeah. for the environment to take a girl's bike um, that you were traded in a deal to yeah. get around than to be driving a minivan with one person in it. No, so like, it's bullshit. All of the like oligarchs do their like nude crimes in their <laughs> mansions. It kind of you know? reminds me that like, Tom, Tom Sexton brings it up a lot when you're around him. Um, but he said there's a lot of folks now that work in coal because it's very small amount of people. And the ones that do, they kind of leave the grease on their hands and on their mm-hmm. face and go to the bar. Yeah. Kind of be heroes, have <laughs> yeah. people buy them drinks and shit and kind of just kind of, you know, soak it up. It's now something to be revered where... Tom said, like, his grandfather was kicked out of every goddamn place there was for having, you know, company script or whatever it was. Yeah. No, I should say this. I, I should actually say this now that you bring up Tom. I am co-hosting Trillbillies this week. So. Wow. Oh, man. I love that podcast That's a big so much. If y'all want to, parents could not make it. And Tom and I were talking on text and he asked me to co-host with him because he said he needs Someone who can anchor a conversation, which I cannot do. So we're going to have a little conversation. Brian can only uh, drag you into his conversation. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what Tom's counting on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, yeah, I just I had wondered, like, that it is funny because, like, one the reason I brought it up is because Bubba the Love Sponge did get a new radio job. And it's on something called Florida Man Radio. <laughs> and I said that it just made me. It's cool. I mean. When we were down there, it was immediately like there was guys that were fried by the sun, had like uh, frost and tips hair, like the bleach blonde hair, board shorts, open shirt, um, and were probably as fucked up as I was, right? Like they were doing the same thing. They were living the same life. Like there's, I've had a lot of realization that like I'm doing the same crimes as all like the, the people. I'm just trying to be very undercover about it. Mm-hmm. But Florida man is just as much of like, of committing felonies as I am. I mean, Florida, Ohio and Florida are like sister cities. Yeah, we yeah. That I mean, thing yeah, anyway. Like they, for real, they say like, uh, like before Florida man really took off, it was sort of a competition. In a way, between are we going to say only in Ohio or only in Florida? You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like before yeah, that's that real. took off, people were making fun of Ohio in kind of the same way. I think one of the reasons is because Ohio and Florida are states that have a few big cities. Ohio has like three big cities and then like a bunch of small ones yeah. where, of course, weird stuff happens. Yeah. Between Columbus and Cleveland. And it's the only thing that happens there. So. <laughs> yeah. I mean, You're either in or out. Yeah. You either know what the deal is or not. Yeah. Like, yeah. There's got, of course weird shit happens. Western Pennsylvania, like Dank Metal, Western Pennsylvania. Place, same place. Yeah. Like, you roll up to a spot and you know the culture or you don't. Yeah, uh, of course weird shit happens in places where like everybody fucking knows each other. Everybody knows the cops. The cops know everybody. Yeah. And then in Florida, people like, I've noticed that there's a lot of like with the Florida man thing the thing that they like to make fun of the most is fucking like that like Florida man was fucking naked and fucking around with an alligator and it's yeah. like you know there's a lot of fucking alligators down in Florida and sometimes you're probably gonna fucking run into one and yeah. you know what I saw a guy running naked at at the Scioto Mile last week he was fucking buck ass naked nowhere near a car nowhere like he he was running in the middle, you could not park anywhere near where he was running. And but but he was not on a trail. He was running next to the river. 
So he wasn't bothering nobody, and nobody was saying anything to him, and he was just having a nice naked run yeah. in the fucking park. Bless. But that wasn't on the fucking news, because I looked it up the next day. I looked up naked guy, Scioto Mile. <laughs> came up, because I was like, what the fuck was that naked guy up to, man? Well, and you, He's just you know, living life, Brian. How did he get there? That's what I'm trying to say. Like That's that's why I said there was nowhere to park. How does Wait. a naked guy get there? Oh, tearaway pants. True. <laughs> so is... Did this naked guy just seriously not get in trouble? Like, yeah, who's gonna catch him? Nobody said <laughs> he was jogging, and one guy said, "I mean, hey. people will get in, people will watch, people will, like turn away from like a crime right in front of them. If something, if yeah, a, this is if, Ohio, if there's a crime running away from them, they're not gonna chase it down. Right? I've yeah. said, I've they told don't want to confront people. Everyone just assumes somebody else is dealing with it. Oh, like, right. I've done. told this story in the past. I might not have told it on the air. It might have been something I just told Brett. But like, I one time was walking at night like at 10 o'clock at night and I was walking down like the main walking down high street. It's close to fifth Avenue. There's a lot of like uh, distressed people that hang mm-hmm. out around there. Cause the, the jail drops people off there. Yeah. That's where they like the jail puts people on a bus and drops them off yeah. right there. And then they kind of disperse and there's a church there that feeds people and shit like that. And like I was walking and there was a guy laying half on the curb Half in the street, right? Like he's half on the sidewalk, half in the street, legs on the sidewalk, head in the street, not far enough to get run over. You know, his head wasn't sticking out far enough that he would get run over. His whole fucking dick and ass was hanging out and three guys were just standing around him. And I was like, well, I assume they got it all taken care of. But they were like laughing at him. And I just kept walking because I was like, I don't like what? What am I supposed to do? Yeah. You know, like, I don't know what the fuck. I don't know how to handle something like that. And then you're like, as you're walking, you're like, well, you know, the only what you would do in that situation is call a number, an emergency number of some sort, and then yeah. who would come? No, you know what I mean. Workers, and yeah. that's why I didn't do it. No, no, that's not true. If somebody's <laughs> passed out. You say like, who's in charge of you? Like, do you have like a spouse? Do you have like a mom or a dad? Do you have like an emergency number <laughs> that I can I get yeah. you a bus yeah. ticket back to wherever you're supposed yeah. to be? Is the real res- that's the the starting point. Sure. There were three guys, though, right yeah. there sitting by him. I, yeah. I assumed that they had him handled. Yeah. I mean, of course, it's funny because his penis is hanging out. Well, that's, that's funny. But here's the thing, too, I want to say is that the Florida man, the Ohio man, all of it is, it is essentially classism because if you have enough money, like we talked about on the show, Brian goes to uh, community festivals where everybody is dropping hundreds of dollars because it raises money for the schools and the community and they're buying beers for six and seven. That's like a local brewery. They're paying $8 a pop. Yeah. But like somebody that only has $8 for the night for beer that wants to get fucked up like everybody else in the world is doing doesn't have like a playground to go and do that. They are just on the street like and they're but they are not doing anything that we are not doing. Like all of us are just as fucked up. It's just that I can do my like cocaine and ecstasy at like a fashionable bowling alley where I'm spending $180 for the night, you know? Yeah, no, listen, I'm like... I just walked by two white people. I just walked by two people at a park, both white, white woman, white man. Uh, piss fucking drunk. Yeah, laying down in the grass on a blanket, dressed very nice, straight up holding a a bottle of wine out like she had it on her knee, where it was like almost advertising that she was in the park drinking wine. Yeah. And I was just like, if that was like beer, 
It does a 40 ounce that beer. That was a reserve. They would have yeah. fucking gone to jail. You, yeah, that's you exactly would go to jail it. Yeah. For that. And there were people walking by or saying, like, yeah, I like the way you think and stuff yeah. like that. As opposed to, like, looking away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I feel like what every kid in some, like, rich frat at some private college is doing is. Exactly the same or worse as Florida much worse, man. Yeah, yeah, much worse than Florida man. The uh, I mean, I... no, go ahead. Hey, I'm sorry. I I also think that um, there's a lot of stuff that happens like that just because of visibility. Like, just in general, we're policing people more because they're more visible. Right. Because it's it's like okay, like. You know, and I, I've thought about that a lot, like, in my periods of time when I have been homeless, like, I was constantly feeling like, you know, like, micromanaged by the people just around me in general, yeah. like, everybody had something to say about my situation and unsolicited advice and just like, oh, like, I saw that you, like, bought some weed the other day like why did why would you do that like when you're in between places like how dare you right you know and it's like fuck you like what like am i coming into like your life and telling you how to spend your money i mean just because it's more visible to you or like just because i'm not like you know hiding the fact that this is my situation that's another thing like i'm very clear about my struggles and sometimes, like, being so clear about it and, like, open, I feel like opens me up to, like, a lot of, you know, that type of thing, like, critique or whatever. But I want to do it so that other poor people realize, like, you know, you're not the only person who's going through these things. And a lot of people are, yeah. you know. So, I don't know. I just feel like this, like, classism thing that goes back to, like, these tropes of, like, Ohio man, Florida man thing like i it just i don't know i feel like it's good to reclaim it and like be like hey like yeah we are you know this is what we're doing and so are you and like who cares yeah 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 i mean that's like i mean i mean that's like the difference like buying like hard drugs from like a white dude like i'm so comfortable can do whatever i want and then i had an experience in the in the last couple months where i bought it from a black guy and showed up to his house and he like sent me a text where he was like we don't meet at houses and i yeah. was like oh I, I didn't realize like you're being targeted like you're the one that they want to send to jail yeah. like the 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 lily white neighborhoods where people are doing uh, drugs and shit it's okay people think it's safe and they know what they're doing and they're spending all their time and money generating income from other folks that are get, on the same get down as everybody else you know yeah it's it's uh it's great and people don't know people don't know it firsthand and uh it's hard to explain because it's such a distorted thing you know it just becomes these tropes of like florida man or uh those uh law and order tv shows and bullshit yeah. like that yeah, thank you. I think also. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm no, sorry. go talk, I, Kayla. Don't we? I keep we keep moving you into different. It's not your fault. Uh, it's we fine. do. We have a big queue. Yeah, yeah. But, but what were you gonna say? No, no, no. And I, I, I really don't want to take up too much time either. I just like one last thing that like really came up for me about the that is like I think we're supposed to think that like it just buys back into this like crazy, like poor people are crazy. You know, they can't be trusted. Don't listen to them. Um, you know, right. look at like, you just like, it basically makes it so that you're, 
you're not listening to poor people because it's invalidating like that they could say something you know Insane. I don't think yeah. I did or it eloquent. Hate. I didn't do it eloquently enough, but there was a Twitter thing of Joe Biden this week about the middle class. And like something when I started this was like just the idea of the middle class always presumes a lower class. And that lower class is always going to be people that are discarded and that we leave behind. And I'm, I'm not into that idea whatsoever. It's everybody together on this. It's not like, Mm -hmm. uh, there's nobody that like deserves to live a life of complete horror and like terror and like without safety or care and concern from the rest of us. Just, just because of, you know, where they were born or their life decisions or whatever it may be. We, We do such a horrible job in this country and we have like, we have a real lower class. It sucks because like growing at getting like you're, I know you're a younger person now and now I'm growing up and I have friends that have like moved into areas that are, you know, like they're up and coming. And like, yeah. I'm looking at buying houses and me and Erica are like really battling about it. Erica's like, I don't want to kick the, I don't want to be like the people that kicks these people out of their fucking neighborhood. It's going to happen either way. But like, do I want to be the face of it? Do I want to be the one that's like, you know, shares recipes with them before they like move away in three or four years, you know, like it's, it's really like, uh, it's really gross and open and it's like a big part of our culture. And like, that's what scares me. Like the democratic solution, the democratic thinking, what's going on with those people is one that just relies on there always being a lower class. Yeah. Like that's what they live on is like, well, there's going to be a middle class of people that are smarter than the lower class and the lower class will be punished until they turn into the middle class. And it makes no fucking sense and it doesn't work and it's not fair. Yeah. You know, yeah. we're creating second. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's fucked up, but you all know that that's why you listen to street fight, right? Yeah. Absolutely. That's why you're in the DSA. <laughs> that's why you're running your studio. Now, what do you do? I, you offer, you, you're not making money, right? You're not like us. You're not a disgusting LLC or anything, <laughs> are you? <laughs> no. Um, uh, so it's right now, like it's it's very like loose. I I receive funding via like grants for projects, like grassroots projects. Like I've received like two very small grants from uh, this organization called Peace First. So they give out micro grants to like youth doing what they call peacemaking projects. Mm-hmm. So I've received like some funding via that. And I just uh, got news that I am like I reapplied and I'm getting it again. Um, so, so that's $240. Yeah. <laughs> big money. Big you money. Know, it's like ridiculous. But, yeah. it's, but it's money. And the thing is, too, like I just I have been really good about like you know, if I need laundry detergent, being like, hey, y'all, I need laundry detergent. Um, yeah, very or, diligent. You know, it's just like about allocating resources. Like, but what's the, like but what's, the what's the project? What are you doing with the, t- like, tell everybody what you're doing with the clothes and everything. Yeah, what was the name of it again, too? Oh, okay, I'm sorry. I, I, no, please. I, you're doing I fine. To do that part. Um, so basically, I am collecting donations from the community i am cleaning sorting and organizing them and i'm keeping track of them like i itemize them into um, an inventory system and then i keep track of what i have um, and i use square to do that and i just give a hundred percent discount on everything (laughs) so i can you know use the square reports i can understand like 
like I found out recently that like the average person that comes to my boutique is taking away $81 worth of clothing donations. And I was really happy to, to see that high of a number because a lot of projects like similar to what I'm doing will set like limits, you know, like, oh, yeah. five items per person or, you know, only a certain amount per person. And while I think that is good intentions, like um, I have a what I like to call a good bad problem of like way too many clothing donations um, to handle. Yeah. And I've received like crazy stuff like Versace suits and like you can send those to me. Actually, you can send the Gucci stuff to me. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking so, to get into that kind of thing. Away. Oh, let me, so <laughs> let me know if I get this wrong or not. Your intentions is to offer it to people that like are like can't afford clothing or transitioning or homeless or um, what's the aim? So, so it's, a, it's a mutual aid project. So really, like my my main focus is just to share resources. Um, I like. I don't like to I don't like to say like I'm I'm running this project and it's for this group of people like it's it's an LGBT friendly project but it's not like specifically for like and I think that's what most nonprofits do wrong is like they say like okay we're going to we're going to help this one specific group of people like LGBT youth ages whatever to whatever right and I love it it isolates it isolates like who you can help. So yeah, I mean, yeah. I help everyone. I'm I anybody who needs help. Um, yes, it's gonna be like in an LGBT inclusive environment. Yes, I am LGBT youth focused, but um, I I try to stay away from like I try to stay away from that type of I love it. Um, limit like I think it's very limiting. Yeah, you're yeah. a baller. I agree. Um, so I I'm agree. Like, I agree. I uh, you know, so, I think that. So you're what you got here, you know, I had I had this tendency too where somehow I couldn't stop amassing clothing. Like I had hundreds of t-shirts from the thrift store and stuff like that. So you you probably you have some sort of clothing problem that you've turned into oh, I do. a really great business. <laughs> oh, I do. I love collecting <laughs> garments. I love looking at the stitching. I love looking at the labels. I love trying them on and imagining these really great places that I could stun on people in them. Um, I did send you a box full of stuff of Erica's, uh, some of Erica's old shit uh, that was really good, actually. Like, like does shit, Erica not like bad shit. Erica and I are the same size. Great. I'm not even going to lie. I have been wearing, like, I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm wearing Street Fight wife clothing. Yeah. I don't, <laughs> wow. Well, yeah. Like, I, I don't want to be too heteronormative, but someday if you're a wife, um, you'll get to buy clothes and then the next weeks I have nothing to wear. So <laughs> expect some more stuff from Erica if that's your size. She always has clothes that are not the, not right anymore. <laughs> So, yeah. Kayla, when you say well, you have too much clothes, like, I like to call it healthy hoarding. Yes. Um, because I am definitely a hoarder, and this is my healthy way of doing that. I I turned it into a business too. I I had an eBay thing where I would just buy clothes that I thought were really fucking cool. I would wear them a few times, and then I would just put them on eBay, and I had like a huge rotation of stuff. Uh, I'm sorry, Kristen had a question. Oh, I was going to say, you say you have too much clothes. Does that mean we should wait on sending you stuff? Because I have a bunch of clothes um, that 
I have just, have just been sitting in my room for like a year because I can't figure out what to do with them because I don't want to give them to Goodwill because apparently that's bad. But I haven't figured out what to do with them yet. And your thing sounds really awesome, but I don't want to overwhelm you. Um, okay, no, you're not overwhelming me. And actually right now is a good time because both of my chapters are accepting donations. So my chapter in Orlando has just opened up to accepting donations again because we just figured out storage. Cool. Um, and we're, we're expanding. So like we're, we're trying to do the same thing as food, not bombs. And like, we just want to, um, open a chapter in like every place that we can. So really, honestly, if you know somebody, um, who would be interested in possibly like starting a chapter, um, in Columbus, like I could send over like some, um, some information because I'm writing a guide on how to start your own. Like, I'm not just trying to like have this be like my thing, you know, like I wanted to be very like decentralized and just like, I really was inspired by food, not bombs. Um, because I think that they do it right. And I think that that's kind of my goal. So it's like, you know, I do have people mail mailing me clothing donations, but I would rather encourage people to organize their own chapter rather than like send donations outside of their community we did you know there was i did not go to it i you know i didn't make the time there was a clothing swap a few months back um that i didn't get a chance to go to that looked really neat it was basically one of those things is like as long as you threw 10 items in you could take whatever you want and you got to like shop early um otherwise they were just raising it's it's also just still very transactional like so, like, to me, I don't want there to be any expectation, like, right. you know, because then that's another, that's another limiting thing. Like, people are already so used to, like, oh, wait, you're just going to give me free clothes? Do I have to sign up for something? Right. Do I have to see my ID? Right. That makes Do, sense. Like, I don't want any barriers to people getting these donations. We do. Like, I just want that makes sense. people to show up and take these free clothes, you know? Yeah, that makes sense. And, you know, it is, it's an odd thing because I do have a, I've always had like, uh, some upper crust friends and they have a tendency to just buy things and blow through them. And I've had hand me down clothes, like really nice shoes and clothes and housewares and all kinds of stuff that's just ends up in my lap from happenstance. And, uh, you know, I, I have stuff even myself that I have, I'd like to get rid of, but you know, it's, like you said, like, I don't want to take it to goodwill and have them take advantage of somebody that's working there or, or like, give it to some sort of fucking homophobic group. Who knows? Like, all that shit ends up blowing up. Uh, like, I, I do want, like, I started putting some of it in the Street Fight group, um, but it would be really nice to have, like, a centralized location of just, like, a, a storage bin of free fucking clothing that's, like, too nice to throw away, but, like, somebody else could get a lot of use out of it, you know? I don't even want the $10. Yeah, I, it's just that like, it's like, here's the thing is like, if I go on Facebook marketplace and say free clothes, I'm just going to have like 25 people harass me and say, is this still available? And then never reply. But if I charge $10, someone will come over and leave a $10 bill on the fucking deck, you know? Well, and it's, it's also like, um, really important. I think to like realize that any of the nonprofit clothing places are like inherently like super not cool just because of the idea that like in my mind, if you're getting something for free, 
you know, donated to you and then you're selling that for money. Like that just doesn't vibe with me. I don't, I just feel wrong. And I think that, you know, these clothing like nonprofits and like these places have just been like flying under the radar for so long. Like there's such a high, like I know that I could sell these clothes like that I am collecting and people have told me, like, Kayla, sell the clothes. Like, you can use the money to put it back into your programming. Yeah. You can blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, no, no, I'm not going to do that. Like, that is just, like, essentially not, like, that's the complete opposite of my ethics. And I think, you know, what I've also realized is, like, if you really want to help my project, but you don't have extra clothes, like, please send us laundry detergent. <laughs> <laughs> like if you have okay. extra laundry detergent please send it my way yeah or, we can probably hook you, you up know, we have a wish list we have a wish list of material items yeah tell us how to help like, out with the project really before we wrap up here how, know, what's the best way to help out so the best way would be to go to my website which i just launched um it's meta mobile boutique um so it's m-e-t-a-m-o B I L E B O U T I Q U E dot com. You won the spelling bee. Um, <laughs> yay. <laughs> Sorry, I just want to make sure that everybody knows how to spell it. Um, You're and a clear communicator. You can go to the tab that says help us or how to help us or something like that. And that's where the wish list is. Excellent. So that would be awesome. Perfection. Nice. Well, thank you, Kayla. It's a pleasure as always. Uh, thanks for calling us. We appreciate it. Thank you so much. And um, definitely get a slingshot. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. I've been talking about, I've been talking about <laughs> Ohio, man. <laughs> we can, we can, before we get to the next call, I got to say this. I was talking to my wife a couple days ago. We're taking a walk together. And I go like this to her. I go like, yeah, in three years, you know, I'm thinking about, it would, wouldn't it be great in three years? Maybe we move to LA when when Gwen gets out of school. I get to live in LA. I've always I well, I haven't always wanted to live there, but since mm-hmm. I visited there, I really like it. Tupac saying about it. Yeah, and it feels like I could like get things. It feels just LA seems like a great place, right? Yeah, we're talking about, it, and I was like, we move to LA, <clears throat> get the car to Gwen. Uh, get a slingshot? And yeah. She's like, what? <laughs> she's like, we're not getting a slingshot. And I was like, no. See, you're it's acting like in LA. weird about this because everybody in California drives slingshots. Yeah. I was just, I was there. I've been there once. Fuel efficient vehicle. Everybody there was driving a slingshot. It's crazy. If we don't get a slingshot and move to California, we're going to be the only fucking people in California without a slingshot. Yeah, well, everybody's going to look at the, that <laughs> Kia. I know you're from Ohio. Well, I have to give the Kia away. So I'm trying to convince, because, okay. I was on High Street the other day, taking a walk through the short north, saw a slingshot, had a roof on it and windows. Like somebody modded it to put a roof on it. And I was like, oh, you could drive a slingshot in all weather. Yeah. <laughs> and then I don't have to get an expensive car. Slingshot is cheaper than a car. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, but you're probably better on gas. And also, you can put big speakers on the back of it and everybody can hear what you're listening to. When was the last time you drove a real-world drive vehicle? Well, I've never driven one. A motorcycle or anything of that sort, I've never driven one. Do it on the ice. Yeah, Yeah. on the ice, it's pretty easy, I hear. Well, it'll be fine. The way I think of it... There's not going to be any ice anymore. Yeah, there probably won't be any ice. No, there's no ice in LA, for sure. Yeah, if I move to LA, there's no ice. And it's probably not going to snow here this year. I think it's going to stay this way all year. You know? 
And yeah. I'm not going to be, I am going to be here all winter. For some reason, we decided not to tour in the winter this year. Well, it's because of the election shit. Yeah, you're going to Texas when it's still hot. <laughs> it's going to be 90 instead there. Instead of in like Can't January. Wait. Yeah, and we said we'll just stay home between, you know, November and, and April because, and then in April go to Florida, which is the smartest decision you could ever make. And But, you know, <laughs> but, but what are you going to do during the fucking winter anyway? Because... Yeah. We booked the West Coast for November, yeah. and we we just did like we just did all the warm places. So yeah. we can't just go back, you know. <laughs> Can I tell you a story real quick? That's pretty funny. Yes. So uh, I did Bugman's Bug Tour show on Friday night, <clears throat> Cleveland, Ohio, in Cleveland, Ohio, and I did the struggle session portion. Mm-hmm. And we talked about Joker, but there was a part in the show where we were talking about something. They were talking about how uh, we didn't do a show in Cleveland when we did our tour, right? And I go like, yeah, you know, I got to tell you, there's this one day I'm walking and a guy stops me and says, why the fuck didn't you bring struggle? Why didn't you and struggle session do a live show in Columbus when you guys were together? And I said, uh, oh, I don't know. And I like uncomfortably walked away. So I'm telling that story. And then the guy was like, that was me in the front row. <laughs> Not good. Like, yeah, that was weird what you did, sir. Yeah. <laughs> it scared yeah. me. Yeah, it shook him. It did. It really did. He, he did. It was he out of nowhere. Like he didn't, fired he up didn't even say it. hi. He just yeah, saw he you and hi. said it. He yeah. stood. Yeah, that's not good. We were on the corner of Broad and High, which is the zero number. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the the intersection. Yeah. And I'm getting ready to cross, and he just gets right next to me. He's in a fucking suit, too, which is like... Mm-hmm. Weird? Yeah. Not weird. He's a sweet guy. He seemed nice when I saw him in Cleveland. But fuck suits. But a guy in a suit walks up to you and is aggressive to you. He seems like, like, oh, he's going to fucking kill me. Yeah. Yeah. It seems like some secret agent shit. That's like some Agent Smith. Yeah. Yeah. And the reason we didn't do is because we just did a fucking show here. You know? Come on. We can't do 100 here. Yeah. There'll be street fight shows in Columbus. They're coming. Be patient or drive. (laughs) All right. Let's see you in the next callers. Thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to tonight? Skeleton, a skeleton. No. Oh Jesus no, the Grimmie. flesh and muscle. Is it- yes. Oh, dang. <laughs> oh shit. Okay. It's Hi, you. Oh, we thought you were dead. Thank goodness. <laughs> Sorry, I uh, I'm doing this thing with my friends, Walktober, where we just step a bunch and. Uh, what you get? What kind of numbers you, you get? What a bunch. Step. What kind of numbers you get? Yeah. Um, so the first day I got 13K, the second day, so like Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, I got about 22,000 each day. Okay. That, I, I got, uh, I, can I tell you what I got today? Uh, oh, hell yeah. I am at 22,488. My seven day average is, are you ready for my seven day average, everybody? Oh, no. 32,254. <laughs> Damn. I walked 58,421 steps last Monday. Totally normal. <laughs> you, you, you beat me. Yeah. I can't. I can't. I, I, I work. But yeah, you. if oh, you work ahead. a real job, you're never going to be able to hit my steps. I can do yeah. my work walking, I, uh, you know, and I'm also, tethered. Yeah. yeah, you're tethered. And also like normal people, I, first of all, it costs money. To walk that much i don't know if y'all know this but uh i have had yeah. the biggest shoe issues in the history of the world mm-hmm. but i'm glad you're doing walktober walking is the best uh you live in a warm place or a cold place yeah. 
No, I live north of Seattle, and it's, like, not super warm. I literally am just That's standing sick. in front of my computer, stepping. Oh, really? You have to move your arm. Oh. It, it, yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, it's warm, and inside my do you, house do you have the gear do you have the gear to be outside i kind of do but you know i gotta say I you know i i today was rainy and overcast it was like the shitty day of fall and i went out and did my run and i just live listened to like eminem and like mm-hmm. the most obvious hype up music and it feels like you're battling the elements and yeah. like you've taken control of everything and you feel like you're in like a yeah. shoe commercial. You're like fighting against everything. Right. The rain is pouring down on your face yeah. and you're like, I don't give a fuck. I have something to do that's more important than like what this world is, is yeah. gonna, is doing. Like I have to get my steps in. I yeah. have to, yeah. I have to do a run today. I'm gonna do it in the face of a thunderstorm. <laughs> yeah. I was snooping around this other property I... of this landlord that we know we're gonna go after at some point. But yeah, it started raining earlier today. Um, but that just made it feel more like spy shit. Yeah. You also just gotta walk. I mean, I don't know if you're doing this with with Walktober. I'm doing Shocktober, actually. I'm just, <laughs> yeah, he's not doing all yeah. of my Tobers are Walktobers. Yeah. Oh, do you like it? I mean, I'm I'm like really into like hearing people's opinion. Oh. oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, I don't even. I never listened to like Opie and Anthony at all, but I listened to that episode. And it was very interesting. Like, yeah. How do you feel about there being a uh, a a major corporation that had a beer sponsor, Sam Adams, uh, sponsor a contest where two people have sex inside of public buildings? That was certainly some wild shit. Goddamn. With their levels of management and things like that, and happened anyway. So, so what's going on tonight? Um. I'm just walking. I work at a newspaper call center. So, you know, I get paid minimum wage to basically get yelled at a lot. Yeah, lots of that, lots of that. It's got to be old people too, right? It's got to be the meaner type. I mean, I don't mean to be ageist on here, but only old people read the newspaper. Yeah. (laughs) It's certainly largely old people. We do have some young, but yeah, no, it's legit. Young old people, but they have future. good senses of humor. They'll call and be like, I'm just going to renew for three months because I don't know if I'll be alive. Oh, my <laughs> God. I'll do that joke. Serious, I'll do that they're joke. They're like, I'm 97. I'm like, I'm doing that joke now. But, I'm 33. Yeah, yeah, you're going to have to deal with that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but classic uh, part-time minimum wage. Have you had yeah. any? Uh, have you had any memorable calls like my John Michael Montgomery oh, so call? I had. There's this family. Oh God, she's the worst woman. She's and her husband too. They they are the type of like callers who you can hear the guy in the background shouting, oh, no. uh. trying to get into the conversation, uh. but not like I don't know participating. It's super annoying. But mm. he literally said. Earlier in the call, okay, granted, they've been missed four times over a year, right? So that's 365 days, four days you missed. That's still an A in my book. Uh, and basically, she was like, my son delivered newspapers, and oh, shit. he would never miss 
anyone, he would get back in his car and go and, you know, fucking bring that paper there. They have, they said that we should bring them that paper. Us in the car. I don't have a car, <laughs> ma'am, <laughs> you know. And what he ended up saying at the end of the call was, I have a master's degree. I don't have time to be on the phone all the time talking to people about menial carriers. I'm like, well, you kind of insulted your son who you said had been one. And then at the end of the call, because I'm a sassy person, I was like, okay, well, have a great day. And she's like, you don't have one. Ooh. Oh, I like that though. I do like. I, I don't. I don't want yeah, you to have you a right bad day. But that's tight to be like. I'm not even going to grant you the. No. The Sorry, Teddy. I, I shouldn't be giving you a I, good. I, day. I certainly Correct. couldn't agree with that. Steve. I hope your day is ruined. I have a master's degree. Yeah. Well, it's like it's like. Uh, Hang on, uh, let me let me call you on my cell phone. I'm going to jump in my car right now. I hope you don't mind listening to my podcast. I'm going to drive over to your house so we can take care of this. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, I just because you yeah. you love. I got I got one for you. I'm gonna I'm gonna bring one right to you. Maybe people don't remember this, but I did tech support for a while. And a guy mm-hmm. called in and claimed to be kin to John Michael Montgomery and wanted special treatment. All right, because his internet was oh, out, man. and I had to like fucking be like, well, you know. It's not a big deal that you're related to John Michael Montgomery. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you were going to say that John Michael Montgomery called you. No, no. It's no, very no. exciting. Somebody that's actually oh, kin to him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there, there's buttons for the president and other local elected officials, yeah. but nothing for John Michael Montgomery. <laughs> yeah, we lucked. A hilarious power move that subscribers try to pull all the time is they're like, I'm going to call the Better Business Bureau. Oh, yeah, I love that shit. <laughs> for, like, that's my shit. Breaking contracts for... <laughs> Having human beings do delivery who sometimes miss you, I guess. People are horrible to carriers too. Like they literally have to get up at three in the morning. Yeah. And then deliver for like five different companies up here for like the Seattle Times and all of the other ones. And they expect them to go to every single person's porch, which like some people have this job because they can't use their legs that well, but they can still drive. You know, like there's all sorts of reasons. What do you think? Like, do I'm sorry. Oh, fuck. I just completely lost my train of thought there. Uh, oh, are, are, have your, has the newspaper you work for? Because in Columbus, the newspaper has largely quit hiring kids. Yeah. They're only hiring adults, oh, which is yeah. pretty dystopian. Have... Yeah. Still same, like, working conditions, some, though. Uh, I think there's one paper left with youth carriers, and it's only across the main street of town. Oh, there's two. You have to be, like, at least 12. And obviously, don't get minimum wage to get like the youth wage okay that's, i mean but because the thing is like when i was a kid kids delivered the paper you could start delivering at 13 yeah, yeah. and we used to roll up my all my friends got a paper route for some reason i don't know if they did like a hiring process or anything mm-hmm. like that because you wouldn't have oh, hired yeah. any of my friends <laughs> you would nobody <laughs> should have hired us we I would roll the newspaper up so- real we would roll the newspaper up really tight so it was hard and throw it as hard as we could at the screen door and run. <laughs> Every day. Oh my god, I get called about that all the time. <laughs> Tell the carrier to stop waking me up in the middle of the night. Or I've had people have to cancel because their neighbors cannot handle headlights like showing up that early and mm-hmm. they will like not leave them alone. That's fucking it's nuts. A, it's yeah. a lot. I mean, it is weird. I, I, I'm glad you have a job, right? I'm not saying, and and I think you should be able to have money and live. 
But uh, it's crazy that we're still delivering the paper to people's houses. Yeah. <laughs> to me, I just... Yeah, I mean, a lot of these old people, though, like, they don't have cars, they don't have TVs, or if they do, they don't understand that there's a channel with a TV guide, so if they don't get their Sunday paper, they're completely lost. Yeah. And yeah, you're probably right. they like, this is my one connection to the world, because I don't, you know... Get That's to go. true. It's too sad. There, there was... Uh, and the paper I- does have like senior sections where they try and get people hanging out outside of their homes yeah they give people so much less now though you know what i the, the newspapers oh, yeah. are like the columbus no, dispatch turned into like a pamphlet yeah, yeah. they literally <laughs> cut down the yeah. size of it it's, so it's like, like magazine ads. we have literally 30 total publications that are or maybe there's like seven of them well i don't know there's like probably 15 that are free publications that you have to opt out of. So <sighs> it's basically, as the colors love to tell me, litter. Mm-hmm. It is a that little bit. Permit for That's true. To buff the circulation numbers for the advertisers, you know. But it's a shit deal for everyone because the carriers get a bunch of shit. Like we had one person threatened with a gun by some drunk man the other day who, when he called in, said that. She flipped him off, and he couldn't have done anything bad. But then he got all <laughs> racist, and I got to say, oh, I'm going to hang up on you. I don't want to hear this racist rant, which mm-hmm. I appreciate that we are. I literally had to be told to hang up on people more. Yeah. Because nice. I was, like, not, you know. You're putting up with it a lot too of much. I never, I never hung up on yeah. anybody, really, because I, I think it's weird. I, I think I, I can get where you're coming from, where you were like, were you thinking like, oh, this is, it's a sign of weakness if I hang up. I'm not going to hang up. Because well, I was I like that. I would get in trouble. Yeah. Yeah. That's true too. Like a lot of times you could never. Because bo- I just assume. Yeah. Because I, I yeah, talk about. My dad works for companies where they get like rated after every call. Yeah. So, and they're literally not allowed to hang up until they've like noted the account. Yeah. But you can't tell the customer that you're doing that and some shit. It's ridiculous. I've it's talked, like, I've so talked to like, people about yeah. like not being able to. Uh, you were never able to get out of a job at the cable company ever. There was nothing you could do. Mm. Like if you <laughs> walked into to, a job yeah. and the guy started yelling slurs at you, they would get mad at you if you left the job. <laughs> like, it was just yeah. They they really never let you go. So you're you're totally right. You know, uh, there were times where I had really yeah. contentious exchanges with people at the cable company, mm-hmm. and just said like, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna fucking leave. And then I would leave, and then they'd I, call me and say, you got to go back, and I'd have to go back in that house with those people that yeah. we were fighting, you know, that's earlier. Horrible. Yeah. That's some bullshit. Yeah. yeah. Like, that's truly one of the best things about this job, like, despite all this stupid shit that they're, you know, never going to pay us more than minimum wage or give us health care or any of that, at least we are welcome to be pretty rude when necessary. Like, someone was getting very wary at me and like not making any sense and being a rude entitled human being as and i've got to say if you can't be a civil person right now then i'm gonna hang up bye-bye yeah i mean a lot of times the worst thing about the call center is that your managers won't take 
won't like if the, they want to talk to a manager, the manager will be like, well, you got to figure out, you, you know, you got to figure it out yourself. And the manager won't oh, take the call. And that's yeah. the thing that always drove me nuts. That happened a lot at McDonald's, too, where they would say, I want to talk to a manager. Manager mm. would be like, I'm not going out there. <laughs> and you're like, um, OK, well, who is the manager? Who should I say is the manager then? Because they're not going to fucking talk to me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm 16. Right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. What is that? Yeah. <laughs> well, thanks for calling in. We appreciate it. Yeah, have a good night, you. You too. What I remember from uh, fucking from from delivering the papers was at a very young age. It was wild because I would I would be like going down the block to collect money, and I would see people pull into their house and then pretend not to be home when I went to collect the money, like dodging a eighteen dollar bill or dodging like an eleven. 29 bill yeah and it was like this is not good like these people are like supposed to be living the life over here why yeah. are they fucking hiding from me no my parents absolutely did that because like i don't have it right now it's like you don't have 12 dollars right now it's like i don't have 12 dollars right now it's like but you have like all of this going on right now <laughs> yeah. how do you not have 12 dollars right now <laughs> i mean not to hold it against them. It was just at an early yeah, age. Yeah. It was fucking confusing to me. It was like, I'm making two, I'm making $7 an hour at my job. I could work two hours and pay for the fucking paper for the whole month. Yeah. But then it was like, I settled in where it was like, fuck, this is like desperate fucking people that don't have any goddamn money. Yeah. They're like living just like, not today. No way. Yeah. One of Brian, it's like Brian signing up for the paper and then being like, God, God, Every time. we got to hide from the fucking paper guy. <laughs> Every time I like, did. If you didn't it. have social media, you'd be hiding from the paper guy. Yeah. If you were born 20 years earlier, you'd just be hiding from the paper guy once that's exactly well i did back in the <laughs> 90s in the early 90s i'd always be like we should start getting the paper um i think it's important that we go ahead and we start getting the paper and uh I, i'm gonna be more like educated and stuff now yeah. i'm thinking about getting a paper though lately i've been thinking about it because i want to read letters to the editor <laughs> like i think i've i've come to the point now where i want to get out of the comments and into the letters to the editor yeah. because i like the idea <laughs> Of the person writing something to the newspaper. Yeah. You know, like that is, a, I mean, even what, because like people comment on news stories on yeah. Facebook out of convenience. Yeah. It's like, oh, you know, they just told me Santa Claus is a woman now. I'm really mad about that. Yeah. I'm like I a story that has nothing to do with that. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to yell at them because it just popped in front of my face. Yeah. But on the other side of that, it's like. Getting so mad at the newspaper that you have to write an article to them yeah. and be like, you need to fucking publish this crazy thing that I just thought. I, I think I need to read it. I got time. Yeah. My house is together. All my dishes are washed. All my laundry is done. I'm about to fire off my little bit of thought about what I think these people <laughs> that are riding their dirt bikes up and yeah. down the road, kicking rocks in everybody's car. I feel like I got to let them know. Yeah, they can't be doing wheelies and stuff in the street. All right. It's All right, up. so I think we got we are packed to the back as far as the queue goes. So one more, then we hit the door. It's going to be break time. You said 718? Yeah. Let's do this. Thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to tonight? What's up, what's up, what's up? Hello? Please don't be a skeleton warrior from hell. That's going to take our This souls. is not a skeleton because I can hear us in the background. This shit sounds skelly. It sounds spooky. It sounds like it's about to be like a, a bone, I know. bone thug song. Hearing your own voice is like... Born in hell. This is a mess. This What's is going on? Hello? Hey! Hey, uh, hey gang! It's yeah, Kate. It's Kate. 
Kate-amine. Otherwise known as Kate-amine. Right Kate-amine. Now, yeah. I love it. <laughs> Kate. Kate called in a few weeks ago. Uh, she is getting... It's Garbage Kate on Twitter, by the way. Also oh, has yeah. a succession podcast that she will... She will plug here in a second, but Kate is also getting uh, ketamine treatments at a place nice. for depression and anxiety and stuff like that. And you're you're done, right? You've done your last one. Yeah. So like the initial thing is like six infusions. I have like a tentative one scheduled this week. If it's it's, it's kind of hard to explain, but yeah, I may may or may not do that, and then later on. Um, you, you may have maintenance treatments, um, but they're cheaper and it's like every four to six weeks. Right. It's kind of, yeah. We talked but about now the I did the six infusions and I survived. I'm here to talk about it. I gotta, I gotta ask you. I wanna, I, I, this is gonna sound very stupid because I'm a 40 year old man. Mm -hmm. And when I was a young man, when I was a youngster, we took acid and we took, uh, mm -hmm. mushrooms and we smoked weed and we did cocaine and we did opium. Those were the drugs. That was all the drugs that existed in yeah. the entire world. And uh, I have never done ketamine. How long does your, how long does the treatment last? Can I ask you how long the trip and the treatment lasts? Yeah, so like the infusion itself is 50 minutes, but like when you're on ketamine, you lose all sense of time. Yeah, <laughs> that's great. So <laughs> you're hitting the point of non-existence? Yeah, exactly. Like it's so different from acid and um, mushrooms and stuff too, because yeah. every time is different. Like you can kind of know what to expect, like your mind, what's going to happen when you're when you like take shrooms or whatever, I mean, it may differ based on your mindset, but like every ketamine trip is totally different. Yeah. I, uh, I was, yeah. I was, I was thinking about you and I knew you were calling in and, and everything. And, you know, I do uh, some sort of similar treatments on my own. It's all self-prescribed because I don't have the time to, to do it otherwise. But I was, I, yeah. there was something and something came to me where it's really important to get to the point where like you feel like you've been thrown into space and like you don't exist anymore. And like, I think you have to get to the feeling of non-existence because when you come back, you actually have an understanding that there's two ways to be. There's non-existence or there's right now. And when you realize that the other option is non-existence, right now becomes a lot more manageable and you can work your way through the things that are happening. And, you know, as a relatively smart, quick person, I can manage to make my way through this existence because otherwise the other options is eventually non-existent. So like, I feel like it's a kick in the butt in a way of just saying like, it's, it's right now. I mean, that's what it is. Like, uh, once you lose, once you lose, once you lose feeling of your body, your mind and let go uh -huh. and just give in to all of that, I, that's what I've come away with. I, I actually hit a dab last year that made me cry immediately. Like, cause I thought I had like just given away to everything. And then when I came back, I was like, it's actually everything, every little thing that exists is a fucking miracle. Like all of this, like I'm not trying to get too sappy about it, but you know, the no. things that came in to process are a billion years in the making. And you have to diligently remind yourself that it's this and then it's non-existence and that we have a very limited time of getting to taste what we're doing right now. And we're, we're in charge here where the creative life is not happening to us. We're in the driver's seat. Like we're taking charge of this thing. You know, that's what yeah, I, it's, that's it's what it's I get amazing. from those. That's what I get from ketamine, like K holes, uh, and, and deep trips and shit like that. 
ego down. No, you're totally right. And it's all about hitting that dose where you get that disassociation and you're no longer thinking like, cause on lower doses, it was like trippier and like, I was like thinking too much, but like when you're on these higher doses, you're not thinking you're just, well, you're on a ketamine train and you're feeling and you're just able to separate yourself. And like, like you said, like just understand that like so much of this is bullshit and you just experience this warmth and this like amazing. Well, and that's what I was feeling I, of acceptance yes. and like letting go of all these bad feelings. And it's, it's really getting to that dose and like being comfortable with it and not in, in being in the right frame of mind. But like, yeah, lower dose, you got to get the K hole. You got to get that yeah. disassociative part. And that, and I, yeah, I was talking to my wife about this recently or, or earlier today about like, you know, we have this idea that like every thought that comes into our brain is valid, but they're not like none of them are important. They're all just generated from something else. And once you can get, once you can get away from the judgment, once you can stop looking and experiencing everything with like trying to know what's going on or being informed about it and just give into the mm-hmm. feeling of existing, like you lose, yeah. you lose all of the other stuff to worry about. And you, you realize that everybody else, you know, is essentially in the same boat and, you know, feeling the same way too. Like we're all sharing this together and the more honest you get and the less you get away from, you know, thinking your way through shit it it will like help you in the long run like i don't know we, yeah, I think but we, you're to- we think our way into like corners that like some people spend their whole life there you know they never back out of it like it's yep. growing older i'm actually looking at like my peers and like feeling really sad that some people are getting themselves in a rut that i don't know whether they'll turn around maybe it'll be a late mm-hmm. bloomer thing and it'll be a good story but like it's just hard to see the way that uh we have a tendency to think that like all of our reactions to the world are all valid and the negative and the bad ones that make us sad and miserable, you know, are actually too. more valid. Yeah. A lot of, Cause I, yeah. you know, I had a conversation like last week with, or two or three weeks ago with him. Uh, I launched my thing, uh, two, I have two projects that mm-hmm. I'm, uh, the POD cast and right. October. And I, I had launched those two things and, Somebody sent me, somebody tweeted about it and said like, oh, it's really great that uh, popular podcasters do their side projects with other popular podcasters instead of um, just an average person. And and I was like, but these, like, these two guys are my friends. You know what I mean? Like, like, I, like, the shocktober doesn't happen without feelings yeah like it's half his show right <laughs> you know what i mean the pod cast doesn't happen without john it's half his show Bro. we 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 both are yeah. do it like we're both valuable to the equation and i, I want to shoot like with ketamine right now i was so feeling right. really depressed. yeah it was just in your <laughs> head though. i'm saying i got really depressed about it because yeah. for a whole fucking two days i thought uh, I'm a gatekeeper. Like I'm a fucking gatekeeper now. No, like I'm one of the gatekeepers. People, man. Yeah. So like, uh, fuck the, the like not knowing, not I mean, not knowing what thoughts to let go for me is very hard. Yeah, that one definitely. I'd love I to let, blast that one out if I could. But like <laughs> I let. But I, the thing is, like I let that really bug me because like, uh. I don't want to, like, I have in my mind that I want to be a good person who lifts up everybody that I possibly can mm-hmm. 
to where at least I am, which is not very far. But, but you petty, you're petty. I'm petty. Yes, a lot of, listen, a lot of what I do is revenge for people telling me I couldn't do it. I uh, went to college. Oh, come on. No, for real. I went to college because people, yeah, yeah like sure. my whole reason for going to college and graduating and, and having good grades was because I was like, these fucking people don't think some redneck from Groveport, Ohio can graduate from the Ohio State University. You fucking watch me do it, okay? And then the podcast. Okay, Kanye West. The podcast <laughs> is me yelling at my dad, basically, <laughs> saying like, you fucking told me I couldn't be a star or something. You know what I mean? Like, I couldn't you be important. Yeah. So I want to ask, though, like, is ketamine, like... Does it help you sort out sort of your thoughts and stuff like that? Or is it just like, does it change your mindset? Lights a fire on your ass. Sorry. Yeah, it's a tough question because I think it does both. Like for one thing, um, I'm confused because I'm like watching the screen and it looks like you're talking, but I know the timing is different. Yeah. But... I'm, t- I'm talking, right? Yeah. It's got to go through the internet. Okay, I'm not in Yeah, yeah look <laughs> away from the computer. Yeah, through the tubes. It's got to go through okay. the pipes. Okay. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So, like, yeah. So, it, what's really cool, um, like, what Brett was saying about in terms of, like, pushing different feelings out and stuff. And I know I talked about the nature videos last time and we said how lame it was. And, but, like, let me tell you, like, watching some of these nature videos, like, these beaches and the water flowing and the all like it helps like if the so say you have like this bad intrusive thought and like you see this stretching out landscape because the drone is like going in reverse and stuff like you let the image push it out for you like I don't know how to explain that exactly but like you let these images take over your mind and just help you accept everything and relax. Well, you realize the the water is going to keep lapping up on the beach no matter what any decisions are made. It's going to react to whatever happens to it, but it's consistent and it's been here and will go until it doesn't have to be. Like the rocks, the sand, all of that is just going to be uh, until it has to change. And it's just like all of us. Yeah. And what's crazy is like, so the like doctor has been to a lot of these places and stuff so he'll like kind of describe like oh well yeah i was there and your mind is just like what the fuck you were there as you're looking at these (laughs) but again you're not really thinking when you're in this dissociative state and then so to explain so after the fact like when you're not in the trip i've had like paranoid thoughts and stuff brian or things where i thought like my you know bad like bad ideas kind of come into my head um, which I think previously would have like made me really distraught. Like, okay, this person is trying to imply something negative about me or what, but I'm just like, okay, that's fine. Or like, you know, I think some, you know, whatever it, it's been, it has helped after the fact and like kind of just acceptance. You just and have I'm to like way less Xanax. Yeah, like, well, that's I good. I mean, that's it's something great. Yeah. I have a, I have like a, a lot of trouble with like sifting through what what I have most of my trouble with basically is like I will take every single bit of negative input as a hundred percent right yeah and yeah. every single bit of good 
feedback about yeah, things bullshit as bullshit or the people telling me are unreliable or, or yeah, you know, way. you know, so like, I don't yeah. hear a lot of people don't say very many mean things about me online. Yeah. But if that happens, you I spend it, yeah. the whole rest of the day thinking about, am I a bad person? I'm the bad person. Mm-hmm. I'm a bad person. Clearly. Yeah. And I feel that. And, and like, I just, I wanted, I want some, I wish there was something that, I wish there was something I could do that would, because I think that would clear up a lot of my anxiety because I, oh, yeah, I, I always feel bad because I always feel like, uh, people don't like me and I'm doing bad things. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And like, so yeah. I, I, no, I can totally relate. That's and a I'm, huge part of the depression yeah. and anxiety. Yeah, yeah, and I'm trying. I just can't figure out like you can do like microdosing or something. Yeah, I well, I mean, yeah, I can't. I I told you guys about weed, right? Was like freaking me out, so I stopped doing it for yeah. a while. And then like uh, when I went through insomnia earlier in the week, I just got frustrated and rolled mm-hmm. over and smoked a bunch of weed, and I fell right to sleep. Like yeah. I don't know how it happened, but I fell asleep and I felt great the next day, and I feel good, and it didn't make me paranoid. And there was yeah. like some weird breakthrough where like there's I've gone through periods of my life where weed made me very paranoid, so I had to lay off of it. And yeah. then like after a while, I rediscover my love for weed and how it makes you feel, and I start smoking weed again. But like uh, I just. Like, I am at a point now that I have been, uh, since 2016, like, the highest levels of anxiety I've ever had in my life and depression and, like, hating myself types of things. Mm -hmm. And I haven't been able to figure out, like, how to end it, how to to make it stop. And that's one of the reasons I'm very fascinated with Kate's experience because, like, it is something that I would, I am considering giving it a shot. Because I am like kind of at the end of my rope. Like I don't, I don't know right. what you do to make you stop hating yourself and being nervous all the fucking time. Yeah. <laughs> like maybe yeah. that's just the human condition, but it's very hard for no. me to handle. You yeah. know, <laughs> it's. I mean, it's the human condition in the society. You know, the capitalist like crushing our soul society, but like, it's not a normal human condition. And, um, just as an aside, like something that's crazy that like, I can handle the ketamine so well, but like, I can't do THC. (laughs) I literally freak out. Like I was in the ER. Okay. You guys are so embarrassed to say this. (laughs) No, I don't be. I mean, I don't think it's for everybody. Like some edibles and I, and Oh, yeah, dude, I called. Really low dose. Hey, our fucking producer. <laughs> I hooked my producer up with yeah. uh, Street Fight Radio, Pow Pow. He was said, <laughs> yeah. he was so embarrassed, but the whole night his thumb was hovering over 911. He was just thinking about it. He knew he shouldn't do it, but he was like, just wanted wanted somebody to come there and just take care of the situation. My sister one time ate a firecracker back when <laughs> I used to make those. And she came up and knocked on my bedroom door at two in the morning. And uh, I tried to talk her down. She's like, I think I'm, I think she did what I do. This is how I get paranoid with weed, right? I say, mm-hmm. nobody's ever died from weed, but plenty of people have died from a heart attack or a stroke. And yeah. that's probably yeah, what's this, happening. This is an event. Yeah. It's an elevated event. And uh, she goes, my sister is like, I think I'm dying. I think my heart, I can hear my heart. And I keep telling She's her. like, well, like, get out of here then. <laughs> I keep telling her to go to sleep. I keep saying, like, just go to sleep. It's not, you're fine. Yeah. It's just weed. Everything's fine. Two hours we talked. And finally, I said, 
look, if you want me to call an ambulance, I'll call a fucking ambulance. I had the fire department at my house at fucking four in the morning talking to my sister and telling her that she's fine and she's healthy. And then well, it's she's a fireman, just high. Says it. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like, I don't want to tell We're people, crazy. like, this I, is the solution, I but like. I didn't realize I was on weed. That was the whole fucked up part. Like, yeah, I that's was shitty. so fucked up that I didn't know it was the weed. And I kept <laughs> saying, I was with my mom and I kept saying, I'm dying. I'm oh, dying. No. Oh, no. Change. I'm dying. Oh, no. <laughs> like, stripping. Okay. Oh, God. And I was like, so fucking far gone. It Not was ab- so absurd and like so awful. It does wild things. There's people that have tried to do What's interviews that? with us and stuff, and they've been like, you know, like, uh-huh. will weed solve all the problems? And I'm like, no, no. It's like just for yeah. me. It's my thing. I don't recommend anybody else. I'm not a role model. I'm Charles Barkley on this shit. I'm not anything to follow. But, like, a lot of us do get it. Just don't make it illegal. Like, that's the problem is, right. like, I, I yeah. want to be able to we turn right on red and not have to worry about getting a drug charge because there's weed in my car. And I drive, I've driven right. high for the last 15 fucking years. So like, I've been fine <laughs> and like, I don't want to go to jail or have to pay money for it, you know? Yeah. yeah, yeah. But I also want to so run, ridiculous. I want to go over the speed limit and I want to turn right on red. It's yeah. bullshit. I should be able to run through <laughs> fucking stop signs. It's not because I'm high. It's because I'm just a reckless behavior. Don't <laughs> relate it to the weed. <laughs> so can, come can, out west. We are. I want, yeah. And weed is legal. We're on our way. We're my coming kid, out there in November. I, I know. My kid got like a genetic bong hit when guys. she was born. She's like the most chill kid that we have around. Like somehow she's just <laughs> always cool with everything. And it's just like, is there going to be prizes or cupcakes? I'm like, there always is. <laughs> You're young. <laughs> How do you prizes and cupcakes for kids. <laughs> so what do you think? What do you think about the ketamine treatments? Like how... What what do you what was your uh, what's your takeaway from this? Is there like a is it? I I, I I'm trying to figure out a way to ask. Do you this feel like you're cleaning out you, the dust? Like yeah, per, permanent you, change, or do you need? Or you have to go back, or do you think this is like an? Ex, what did you learn from the experience? So I mean, what what I've learned is well, I've learned a lot about like what ketamine does, like chemically, and I've learned a lot about like the best. Um, protocols in my mind in terms of like doing an infusion instead of a they do sometimes shots but those are uncontrollable et cetera. so I've learned a lot in like stupid detail regards but in ter- I mean I think it's life saving frankly um, you know it's really definitely so like you self report on an inventory a depression scale and a anxiety scale and after my fourth infusion when I originally went in there, my depression was at 20. And then after my fourth infusion, it was at six. So, like, that's gigantic. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, I'm, I would spend days in bed. I'm not doing that. I, like, haven't used Kratom or even, like, wanted to. Um, you know, I just, I feel better. And, and what's really great is the anxiety piece. Because that didn't happen right away. The depression was lifted and I was sleeping less and getting up. And But the anxiety took a little bit longer. But once, I mean, it started, like, helping my nerves. And you, I mean, basically, like, the last time I talked to you guys, I was so anxious afterwards about my performance. And I guarantee you, when we hang up, I'm going to be totally fine. 
That's no, yeah. because I'm just. Well, you know yeah. what? You know what? I, I gotta say, like, uh, looking at boomers and looking at my friends' parents and uh, acquaintances, um, a lot of them are coming down with terminal illnesses and shit, and like turning their mm-hmm. lives around and turning from assholes into like completely sweet people and like living the last mm-hmm. decade of their life like this completely amazing person that's yeah. a big part of their community and stuff, and. For me, like psychedelics, from what I've understood from the beginning, is like literally fucking killing your feeling of existence will like jump starts the engine to be like, I have to take grasp of today. Like I, ha- you know, going through that, it's like a memento mori exercise where you do understand that it's like, oh man, it's really like, like it's a hassle. Life is a hassle. Like when you look out from your mm-hmm. eyes and look yeah. at everything, it seems like a big fucking hassle, but it's only because you know what to expect from everything and you are comfortable and you all you have been making it work and mm-hmm. you you can make you can uh, uh take charge and just do things that you want to do and and be the person that you know that isn't always obsessed with the thoughts that are inside of their mind yeah. like you just have to get rid of it i i mean i i ran through a time in my life where i was just like doesn't matter whether i whether i exist or not everything goes away and i'm really sad about that but yeah. then it was a matter of like i'm really missing out on some really, really radical, radical amazing stuff, stuff. Like, like i'm, I'm not, not i'm really not, not I'm not, I'm, 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 you know, know, like like Brian Brian said, I'm paying attention attention to these thoughts that that deny me the chance to say, like, having a stupid fucking item sent through the mail in my house is like a miracle from the fucking God. It is like out of nowhere. It's, you know, unexplainable. And, uh, you know, regardless of what you think things are, having the chance to go through this is really fucking incredible you know like it is something to be grateful for it's not something to like give up on and you really do have a chance to to find uh something that makes sense and that is really joyful and fun you know it's not all misery and oppression and fucking awful bullshit it's not that like you can definitely convince yourself that yeah Um, but when you understand it's it's either this or like not existing it's like oh shit well i'll go see a movie yeah i guess i will go to that rehab tavern happy hour yeah you know i guess i'm going to sign up for a, a ceramics class i'll go to that protest i'll, I'll sign up for classes I, I can make this job work because i can you know work for something else that i want to happen you know? well yeah. and there's not yeah i mean there is something about like having like i do have people around me that remind me of good things and yeah. like i think like my wife <laughs> i feel so shitty about this but she's like what sorry go ahead when you're like planning, I'm just saying when you're like planning your funeral, like when you're like dead and then you wake up and you're like, that was a beautiful funeral. I don't even mind. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody wore a great dress. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah. Well, I know, but I'm just saying like, I think my wife is even like trying to be soft with me now, mm-hmm. like kid gloves sort of thing for the past few days. And I'm like, don't worry about it. Like I have been like this my whole <laughs> life. It's like exacerbated yeah. right now because of the medicines and all of that stuff. But like, yeah. I'm going to try, I think I am, I'm going to look in to, I think, trying this because I think, I think I, I, I need some, I, there's something I need that's bigger than just Zola. Yeah. You know, I think well, I need yeah. something. Therapy, I think for, you need therapy. You need to go talk to somebody once a week. I can't get in anywhere. You need to. Yeah. Um, but like me and my, so like I, me I, and my wife, like, I'm sorry, just real quick zap. But like we have, 
been like talking about just forgiving ourselves for how things are because like we could point out that this doesn't look like the perfect household that like parents used to require of people or we mm-hmm. could just be happy that we have this really awesome place and we're not wanting for food mm-hmm. or water clean water or anything like we're having the best life ever and we have to stop being hard on ourselves if we're not the perfect yeah. version you know yeah yeah. So when you stop like measuring yourself against others, I mean, that was, that happened to me a few years ago. Cause I'm also about your age, you know, and like, I mean, I'm not in the best place. You know, I'm live with my parents uh, at the time, you know, I, I, I'm not in the best place. And, you know, it's easy to like be really hard on yourself about that, but I've been able to just kind of accept like where I am and who I am yeah. and not, like, I don't use Facebook, for example. I think that's a big help, but... Um, I mean, unless someone is yeah. saying it to you, there's no reason to think all of that stuff. I mean, if someone is telling right. you that they think you're the worst person that's ever existed, I mean, you do have to, like, say, geez, somebody dressed me down. But if you're spending all of your time just, like, thinking about how you're the worst person in the world, it's like, that's there's not warranted. Yeah. There's no one here to back that up. No one would sign those, no one would co-sign those statements. No, but it's really wild. I yeah. mean, like... Um, in Br- but they consume you. I mean, they've, they're valid. They're valid. Yeah. You can say, like, I'm a horrible person. I absolutely, like, I want to be self-aware and I accept that I'm awful in a billion ways that people complain about how awful I am. But I'm, I can't do that for this in the, for the sake of like ignoring also the things that the reason they put up with all that shit, you know, like yeah. it's both at the mm-hmm. same time. It's a yeah, quantum absolutely. thing. Yeah. That's a good way to put it. Right. Yeah. No one is like a wholly good person no. all the time. There's never been know? one. And you have to be gentle on yourself. But Brian, I do think you should definitely do these treatments. And I do want to mention that how cost prohibitive they are, because I didn't mention that before. And it's really fucked up and it's not covered by insurance. And Well, if it's just a guy um, that gets you on a trip and then tells you all the cool places he's been, I could do that for Brian. <laughs> <laughs> just like well, videotaping true, someplace in Columbus, that, like, but like zooming out slowly. I mean, but Brian, man, I was on this fucking uh, patio in Austin, just like peeking, peeking, dude. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the succulents were fucking yeah, no, brilliant. You can definitely like do. Yeah, is this know, a doctor, man? Because I want to. Of... This is what I want to do, but like, I'm not going to go to fucking school for it because I went to the school of hard knocks <laughs> for this shit. The guy is a doctor. Yeah, that... you have to be a medical bullshit. doctor that's all bullshit do man they don't know nothing about nothing they should actually they could like a doctor could like administer the medicine and then leave and let other people come like hipper people come in and talk to <laughs> the bunch of bohemians like come in the room yeah. smoking cigarettes on quella's airs <laughs> like a doula well, for your kind of the cool trip. thing is i found out now last time i was telling you we have to watch this stuff but like I was like, you know what would be really great is if I could listen to my own music. And he was like, yeah. oh, once you find your dose, you can. Okay. He just doesn't want, like, because he wants you to find the right dose that works for you because he keeps pushing you up, up, up until it's too much. What's his goal? But, like, well, the thing is, is the more, the more dissociative and the higher dose you have, the better therapeutic effect it is. For sure. But I'm saying, like, like, what's he gunning for? He's just trying to get you to the max? Is he trying to peak you? He's and then trying bre- to get you to your personal feeling. Okay. Which we finally reached this last time. Like, I went from 0.80, which most places do 0.5, and I went from 0.80 to 0.85. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't bad. But at one point, like, I felt like 
the TV and I were like vibrating together, and like it was well, just technically like, you were kind of intense. I mean, yeah, and so I mean, he was physically. You were, he was I mean, like, if you do the math, it's all vibration. So I mean, you were starting well, uh, no, with like a pretty vibrates. low, um, like you were starting with a low dose and just like building up really gradually. Like, how frequently were you taking them? Okay, so um, like it's six infusions, and the first one was point five five, which is a little micrograms higher than the standard. Um, it's point five five. Uh, yeah, micrograms per per kilogram. Um or milligrams okay. per kilogram. And then, so it's based on your weight. And then, so we went from 0.55 to 0.7. No, we went from 0.55 to 0.75. And I actually had a really bad experience on my second one. Um, it was the only time I had a bad experience. I went in like really anxious and with a bad frame of mind. This is actually the night before. This is the day after we... I called in initially that next day. Um, I think I was still reeling from that and kind of watching succession and trying to like organize notes for the podcast. And so I was just really anxious. And I had like, I started like having bad, bad experience. So we stopped it and then he restarted it. Um, so then we went back to 0 0.70 the third time, which was okay. It was pretty good. And then the fourth time was amazing at 0.75 again. But I was, again, I was in a better mindset and the ketamine had started to affect my anxiety and it reduce it. So it was like, you know, way more manageable. And I, it was like so pleasurable. That was the first time that it was like great. And then the best time was the fifth infusion, which we did 0.80. And it was like, whoa, I felt like I experienced the universe. Rainbow like, Road on Mario Kart 64. <laughs> Sorry, totally, totally. And then 0.85 was the final dose that we did this Friday. And it was fine. Like I said, it's just, I guess at one point, you know, he thought it was just a little too intense for me because like I, like I felt that the TV was like moving my body and it wasn't bad at all. Like I don't have bad memories of it because again, you're not, the cool thing is at the lower or at the lower doses. And when I was anxious, I was talking the whole time. Yeah. And like having thoughts through my mind, but right. it's these higher doses. And once I wasn't anxious, no thoughts. You're just like watching a movie. Catatonic. Almost. But it's, yeah. Yeah. Stuck in a K-hole again. Yeah. How I mean, is the doc? I mean, and, 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 and like, uh, the doctor is there and, and he's not a, he, he's not intrusive and, and it's no. kind of like you're, you feel okay being in the room. With the doctor, yep. like that. Oh, oh yeah, you're in this recliner. You can recline the. I'm like basically laying flat. You can bring your own blanket, and so I always bring my own blanket. And you know, you just like when you're not wanting to talk, you know, he's quiet, and he'll just ask like every once in a while, "How's the ketamine doing?" You know, or whatever. <laughs> I can do like, so about the you ketamine. Have a, <laughs> you have a blood pressure Damn. thing and that goes off like every this is why I minutes do or it. something yeah this is why i want to do it i want to do it because like i need yeah. i i i don't think this is something i should like fucking do on my I own a, and it would be nice it's like almost like having a doctor next to you is like having a security blanket it's like yeah. i would i would be able to sit down and be like this is not going to kill me there is a guy sitting next yep. to me making sure i stay yeah. alive like the person you that know? you'd like to Absolutely. call that yeah. the cops and they come can and stop it. 
Yeah. Oh, they I can mean, shut it down? Like I said, yeah, but, so he stopped it two times, you know, when it was a little, like, the, the sixth time and the second time um, for, like, five minutes, and I totally sobered up, and then he restarts it, and so you still get the full dose. Like, I still oh, got the I full 0.85, oh, but it wasn't as anything. How, how do I get, uh I um I took a hit of acid and I took an exacto knife mm-hmm. into it and I cut it up to like a bunch of little pieces and like I woke up at like nine in the morning and took like a, like an eighth of a hit of acid and just worked all day. Mm-hmm. It was like really pleasurable and had like the best time ever. And mm-hmm. by the, by the time I came down, I just went and picked my kid up from school and I was like, man, I don't want to get addicted to that. But that was the best fucking work day of my life. Yeah. <laughs> well, Kate, uh, tell no tech, you know tech companies do that. Yeah, tech companies give their yeah. yeah, I'm. Like, I like tech. I'm like, big into tech. Actually, I really enjoy tech. <laughs> Me, I'm just a technologist. I mean, I if I have to wear a black turtleneck on the front of a magazine and say that I took an eighth of a hit of acid, <laughs> I will do it. Yeah, they have them in town now. I think I'm gonna. I'm gonna try to come up with the cash to do this. They have them in town now. The, everybody, give this pump, a shot. It's a good I'm, idea. I'm gonna look into the. I'm gonna help you find the right clinic though for based on like what i know okay I mean, and this is like the best practices you don't want to be on a video camera and a lot of these places just set you in and you're on a video camera that would be crazy to me and, yeah i don't need that they film in me yeah. and then use it when i try to run for president <laughs> that's right <laughs> yeah, really. Kate, that's tell them right. tell where to find your podcast and uh um yeah so this was a long chat i apologize and guests i apologize for you know no shadowing or whatever the fuck but, you didn't do any um, of that kate <laughs> so uh, so um i watch succession a lot and i love it and i have a podcast with some great friends brendan and gabby and it's called the Roycast, um or it's called Roycast, not the Roycast. and you can find it at uh at underscore the fly guys on twitter and um Roycast <laughs> on all the various pod apps and it's it's a lot of fun. Um, I said this last time, but ketamine actually plays a critical role in the storyline. Um, so you know, there's some fun crossover there, and um, it's about family trauma. It seems like it's about a bunch of rich people, but really, it's about like the trauma these kids went through and how they cope or don't cope with it as adults. And I like relate to it a lot. And there's some addiction stuff, and so yeah. Check it out. Check the show out. Check the podcast out. And um, thank you guys so much. Thank you for coming on and doing this. Thank you for giving us the exclusive, Kate. I got a song. Check out the song Kids of the K-Hole by NoFX. Because the first time I was in one, I just thought of that song afterwards. Like, that was was so fucking right. Like, did that fucking (laughs) song. Uh, And thanks for calling in. We appreciate it. Yeah, thanks, guys. Have a great night. Peace. All right, we're going to take a break, and it's going to be speed round because we got a full fucking queue here. Yeah, we're going to hit a break. Uh, This is full unemployment by the window smashing job creators, which we paid, (laughs) I think, last week, but we're just going to play it again. Did we play them during the show? Yeah. I thought we played them at the end of the show. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. Well, we can play it, though. It doesn't hurt. Window smashing job creators. We'll start them on, like, song number six. There. We'll do that. It's fine. People love that.
wheels of my mind are in the process of turning And the oceans of time and space are perpetually burning And my mind is a ghost that is consuming its host It's waiting for the heart of this city to stop burning And the pain won't go away No matter what I say, it will be here tomorrow But it will be different than yesterday And no matter what you do, time and space will kill you Because being is becoming, nothing ever stays the same Welcome back to Street Fight Call-In Show. It's the ABCD, Anyone But Cis Dudes edition of the Call-In Show. Uh, we are completely full right now. We're going to have to go to a speed round uh, because there's a lot of folks in there. But we want to we definitely hear your calls. 
Thanks for being here as always. If you want to see us live, we're going to be in uh, Texas and next week, uh, Austin, Oklahoma City, Dallas, and Houston. You can find that by going to streetfightradio.com or just store.streetfightradio.com. We are also going to be doing a tour in November. So, you know, we don't give people a lot of time. And, you know, I know you have to like schedule days off and stuff. And it's really unfair for those of you in the service industry. Um, I'm going to get it all tied up tomorrow on Monday. It's my last day of work before I go see Joanna Newsom in Chicago and then go to ACL. Uh, but we're going to be on the West Coast. We're going to do a, an, a special edition of Undercover Boss on November 9th in Seattle, Washington at the Beacon Theater. We're going to do a live show uh, in Seattle, Washington on November 10th at the Clock Out Lounge. We're going to do a show in Portland, Oregon, Oregon on November 11th. A show in Oakland, California on November 13th, Los Angeles, November 15th, and San Diego, California, November 18th. The uh, Minion Death Call podcast, both Alexander and Tony, are coming with us for the entire ride. We have special guests planned for each one. Uh, It's going to be an incredible tour. So mark those days off on your calendar. Tour stuff is coming soon. Head over to Patreon. Sign up for the free. That's where I send all the newsletter stuff. So even if you don't have, if you can't sign up for it, I do the High Five Friday. All the newsletter announcement of tours links happens through Patreon. So head to patreon.com slash Radio. Uh, once again, today in the studio, we have with us from the Columbus DSA, Kristen and Alec. Thanks for being here again. Yeah. Let's awesome. do this. You ready for the speed round? Hell yeah. yeah. We got a lot to get into. Thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to tonight? Oh, hey, is it, is it me? It, it is. is. Yeah, I think. Oh, hey, hey, it's Kelly uh, from Detroit. Hey, Kelly, how are you? Or Shelly, did Good. I get the wrong name? I think it's I think Kelly. It's Kelly. Kelly, okay. No, I know Kelly. decided Kelly. that you're yeah. Kelly. <laughs> uh, yeah. You came out to our show, I, thank you. Yeah, yeah, I actually, I forgot what <laughs> We're like your middle school boyfriend. Uh, like you just fall asleep <laughs> on the phone with yeah, them. Yeah. Okay. yeah. So, um, oh shit! What was I gonna say? It's I do yeah, this all um, the time too. So I I understand where you're coming from. No, um, I guess what I, one of the things I want to say. Is that like, um, even though I've never listened to like Shocktacks, like the Shocktober thing is really good. Oh, I appreciate that. Thank you. I, I, get... I loved listening to it at work. I was like, holy shit. Yeah, yeah. Wait till you. I think like the Opie and Anthony episode was was good. I I I felt real good about it when it was over. But Tom Likas with Brett is going to come out (laughs) tomorrow. It's me, Brett, and Felix talking about Tom Likas, who is a uh, MGTOW guy. No, 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 I know, I know, I know who he is. Oh, you know Likas, huh? You are in Detroit. He did weirdly have. uh, He had a period where he was on in Detroit. So. A lot of uh, women's dads have told me that a lot of women have contacted me and said their dad listened to Tom Likas. And I'm like, oh, jeez. <laughs> you did? Yeah, yeah. I've heard. I, I, it's, it's crazy. Like, a lot of people have gotten a hold of me and said they're like, yeah, my dad was really into Likas, which is it's, it's a weird thing because Likas is maybe the most like corrosive 
evil of all of the guys because he he's mean mm-hmm. and he hates women and it's like a really yeah. wild thing that like the people that listen to him are very inspired by him mm-hmm. and I can't imagine being married to a person who is inspired by Tom Likas. <laughs> yeah, that's grim. Yeah, yeah. So I'm glad you're. I'm glad you're enjoying it. it, it I think like uh, people who uh, are young don't, and women especially. Mm-hmm. Women are really liking this show, and I think one of the parts, one of the reasons for that is that like. These shows were really tough, probably, to listen to if you're a woman. I, I can mm-hmm. pretty much guarantee that. And and secondly, uh, a lot of young people didn't, I don't think, knew how big this stuff was. Yeah, like, and this, don't get it. It's like an alien thing. Yeah, this stuff was very big at the time. And uh, every like a, every man you know of a certain age was yeah, probably was so listening to some kind of radio that was bad. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. I was, I was going to say, like, I don't think it was really, like, for women, really? No. <laughs> I personally don't know anybody who listened to it. it you know, I mean, I know guys who did, but not like... Well, we're like, oh, I love how it's doing. What we found with Tom, Tom Likas, though, is that he had a very, like, old-school patriarchal way of thinking. The tra- He had the trad life down way early. Um, so, like, there were a lot of women callers that called in, and he would just be like... You know, it's a man. Why? Of course, he cheats on you. If you don't like a cheating man, like look for another one. He would like he would treat him like idiots. Mm-hmm. You know, and was just so de- demeaning. Um, but there was one moment that I listened to where he uh, he told this woman that was like, "My boyfriend is a is like punching holes in the wall." and everything and he's like well eventually he's gonna he's gonna kill you like this guy's getting violent right now uh-huh. he's just gonna keep upping it and she's like i don't know i love him and he's he's just telling her like you're a dumb woman and you're like caught up with this bad boy and you think you want to get dangerous but he's gonna kill you and i'm like I, I mean he's right you know like i would i wouldn't be that mean to this woman it's such a but like <laughs> yeah like that wouldn't be the way I would go about it, but like the caller is like, "You're right, Daddy. You're right, Papa." Like that's what they say. It's such mm-hmm. a, and I know, it, I know. I remember that. Like, yeah, and it's odd. It's it odd is to call like, a guy. It's odd that everybody, like a lot of the people that were the biggest fans, called and when they he would be like, "Hey, you're on uh, Tom Likas," and they'll be like, "Hi, Papa." Yeah, like they <laughs> call him Papa and Daddy. And I, yeah. you know, like I think, like for me, it's a disgusting. Like I have the same reaction that Kristen has, where it's disgusting. I don't even want to care to look into this. But I think it is also super informative because I, ne- I do remember when you didn't have like a smartphone and you couldn't just access things that weren't that. Like that was yeah. what was no, being this was broad- the dominant broadcasting. Yeah. Like <laughs> you went to the bank and someone turned on talk radio, it would be yeah. some sort of dude that was being homophobic and misogynist to get people mad and keep listening to the show. My wife actually told me uh, when we were like driving home, we were, we we're kind of talking about it from Cleveland and, and my, and she kind of told me like, uh, you know, I, I didn't listen to any talk radio for, for like a period of time. And like, I've only just now realized that it's something that's valid and is a skill because now there are things that are made that have women in mind yeah. as a listener. And she's like telling me like, I listened to a show about baking cakes and true crime. 
Yeah. And she was like, that's just not even something that would have been on the radio back then. Because yeah. the radio yeah, there really There are so was. many fucking true crime <laughs> Yeah, There was stuff. only one. Ladies eat them up. The only show I can think of that was for women. Speci- there were two shows I can think of that were specifically for women. But that one of them was for conservative women. Mm-hmm. And that's Dr. Laura. She was she she oh, did God. gear her show towards yeah. women. And then Delilah. Yeah. Which is like. A woman that listens to Street Fight is not going to like Delilah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It was kind of like really light. And yeah. she was just playing songs and reading like dedications to yeah. people. And it's like, it was, a, there was before the internet and before podcasts took off, they, the, the radio was just a place for guys. There, yeah. it was not, there, there weren't radio stations for women. Nothing was geared towards women. They were all, yeah, and certainly toward, not working class, like regular nope. ass women. Nope. And they were all geared toward men 18 to like 49. Yeah. And it was like, that was the only thing that existed back then. So like, yeah, my wife listened to Stern for a yeah. period of time, but like, that was just because it was on. Yeah. There wasn't anything else to listen to. And now she's like into podcasts and, and ha- like, I think, I think that like talk radio was a thing that actively discouraged women and anybody that's not a white 18 to 49 year old male yeah. from listening. They just didn't even care about having you in, in the audience. Yeah. You know, uh, it's also weird too that to think about like how a lot of these things were on hard rock radio stations. Yeah, it's like there are a lot of women that like hard rock. Like acting like yeah. <laughs> hard rock is just a men's thing is like really weird to me because yeah. there are a lot of women who are super into like heavy metal and yeah. stuff. But there's they like exist. no acknowledgement of that. It's just like you're either doing your girly shit and who cares about that or you're one of the boys well, so yeah. they don't yeah, need exactly. to cater That's to you exactly as a woman yeah. I want to introduce it it's, I call it dirty old man lady where you're just like a woman that makes sexist jokes because yeah, guys yeah. will be guys and it's fun to be one of them. Like everybody's looking at my tits or like, you know, I'll drink a bunch of whiskey or like I'm not going to be a girl I'm not a, like you said, not a girly girl thing Yeah, that's interesting and you know, I, I, I never sort of thought about like the the lens that you view people who do things like listen to hard rock like women is always based on what men are doing that yeah. that that's sort of like if you're at a concert like i even when i was younger i would go see limp biscuit yeah. and every woman there even though i was with women like yeah. my sister would go my my girlfriend at the time would go there were a lot of women there that were there because they wanted to fucking see limp biscuit yeah. And like I used to be like, oh, they brought their oh look, yeah. these guys yeah, brought their exactly. girlfriends. Yeah. Like it was impossible for a girl or a woman to be into Lint Biscuit. Yeah, to drag their poor boyfriend <laughs> yeah. to force him to watch this show with her. Yeah. yeah. And it's it, it is like we have it's so hard to like sort of beat those ideas out of your head. Yeah. Because it, it is Yeah, it's even, like a lifelong it's foundational. Yeah, even with like comic books and stuff yeah. like that, it's like or video games. Video games is one of those places where it's like, there's no women that play. But women don't like, they think video games are stupid and they yeah. hate it. It's like, well, the women you know might think that. <laughs> yeah. But like video games are a pretty uh, universal experience that <laughs> all different sorts of people can enjoy, yeah. you know? <laughs> so yeah. I'm, I'm glad you're getting we, something out of the, the yeah. Shocktober, though. I, 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 it yeah. makes me happy. Yeah, no, it's really good. Oh, I, no, I was going to say also that, like, a lot of having unique 
if you're a girl or into it, it's like, oh, you, you can't possibly take that seriously. Or, or like, you play video games, you're like a casual gamer. Yeah. Or like, oh, you like comic books? Or, or like, you know, tell me uh, your three favorite uh, uh, Batman screenings. <laughs> yeah. I talked to but a then, woman. Then, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, but then it's like, then I tell them about the comic books I read, which aren't, aren't like, you know, like superhero comics or like indie comics. And they're like, whoa, what's that? I'm like, I'm like, oh, you haven't heard of the Hernandez brothers? Well, <laughs> you sir, need a lesson. I, I actually, no, this, that kind of shit. Me and Brad had a conversation with a woman in Portland who worked at a comic book store mm -hmm. and was just, I've never, I, 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 she said it was like the most, like customer service is already like yeah. really shitty to do, but she was like, they like dudes wouldn't like really ask her questions. They, they would ask for recommendations, but they would never ask her. They would always like, she said they would look right through her and yeah. ask a dude yeah. for a recommendation. And she was like, I like oh, yeah. all the comics. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. My, I mean, it, it's yeah. like my wife likes action movies and it's always perceived that like when we watch John Wick three or something yeah. together, that I made her watch John Wick three. That's yeah. like a perception that people have. But she like wanted to watch fucking John Wick three. She yeah. does that kind of stuff. And like I, it took me a long time to reckon with that. And I think yeah. also that is like a lack of uh like that that whole period before the before the internet really took off. There was like no. There weren't a lot of female voices in any of like music criticism, yeah. video game criticism, any of that. Stuff. I mean, even yeah. never like behind the camera or on the screen or anything like that. Like it's really, and I feel like it would be impossible to explain to people who were like born in two thousand. Yeah, like a, what it's like to live in like a monoculture mm -hmm. that we're, is. We're so it's like all of the people that are like privileged and in charge. It's like uh, imagine if like every single thing that you consumed, every book that you read, like was all just written by those five people. Yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> like those were actually the ones that they handed down everything to us. Yeah. Yeah, it was. It was you're you're totally right. It's oh. like every radio station you listen to is is somebody that's talking to men. Everybody that listens all the TV is a bunch of men was a bunch of men deciding what was going to be on TV. And it yeah. is like really good to see it's it's been really good to see like i i remember being like a, a women comics aren't funny guy yeah. for a period of time and then stop telling on yourself well it was a long time ago <laughs> yeah. people knew i was a garbage human being I, I, i'm not no, trying same. to like but like uh, saying a meeting but like then you start meeting people and seeing people doing all kinds of different things because of the internet and mm -hmm. you get to see like no like ever like anybody can be fucking funny anybody can not anybody, but you know what I mean? Like yeah. any type of person can be funny. Any type of person can, can write a movie or something like yeah. that. An action movie. Fucking most of Breaking Bad, a good portion of Breaking Bad was written by a woman. Yeah. And like cast by women. You know what I mean? That's one of the yeah. finest, finest creations of Western culture. It is for me. Okay. Um, thanks for calling, Kelly. I, I appreciate it. Yeah, you're welcome. It was great. Oh, thank I you. Got have a great night yeah stay cool peace i have watched this woman uh making noodles four thousand oh, times yes, these are good ones there. it's just yeah they look like good noodles they look like those <laughs> island noodles you know what i'm saying oh yeah the, like uh, those. confess and shit yeah, yeah that they mix in the big steel wand yeah. thing 
I've been wa- I've seen it a thousand times and I love it. Thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to tonight? Is it me? Is it me? No, I th- this one is yeah, like, hello? Oh, oh hello. Yes. Hello. Who are we talking to? Uh, uh, a non I'm sorry, what was that? non skelly You are a non skelly Oh, shit. It is me. Oh. <laughs> yeah. It is you. Say it loud and proud. I am not a skeleton. I am not a skeleton. That's right. Awesome. Right. Um, hello. Hi. Uh, I'm so very psyched to be, uh, be on with you guys. Uh, um, uh, first time and... Uh, not so long time, maybe like a couple of years. Oh well, a couple of years is a long time. Yeah. What What's going on tonight? Um. Uh, not so very much. I just uh, it's the I, I've been wanting to call in for you guys for like uh like mad long like. Uh, do you Do you fit the A B C D uh, criteria? A B C D. Uh oh. Anybody but cis dudes. I, I can't listen to it. I am, oh, am I supposed to be? Oh, shit. You're supposed the, to be listening tonight. You're not supposed to be calling in. But we do appreciate. Oh, we I'll do appreciate the call in. And um, we'll take. I'm going to write down your area code. I'll make sure you get moved to the front of the line the next time we do the call in show. You're welcome. Um, but you're getting flushed down the toilet, you turd. <laughs> All right. Next person that can follow the rules. ABCD call-in show. I, I got so uncomfortable there. I took the headphones off. Hearing, hearing a, a gentleman, a cis dude, get flushed down the toilet was very uncomfortable for me as a cis dude. They uh, did fine. I know. You know. It's like I'm sure that probably was like a catastrophic moment. But like you're gonna fight. You're gonna come yeah. back. You're the comeback kid. You can do this. Call us another time. I'd love to hear your story of listening to Street Fight. Who are we talking to right now? Hello? Howdy. Okay. Um, hi, I'm going to go by Terry today. Hey, Terry. How's it going, Terry? Oh, it's going all right. Um, I go by they, them, or he, him, but I'm trans, so I'm following the rules. You're good. Yeah, not hey, a problem. We, I, I, we, we, we even let the last caller get on for a little bit to make sure before we asked. <laughs> it was very uncomfortable, but we have to stick up for the trans people, brothers and sisters, and non-binary people who have called into the, the show. Yeah. The rules are the rules. I mean, you got to say, like, it's not like we're against the rules. It's like we just have some. They're temporary. They're not ironclad. Yeah. It's not like, you know, you, you have to, you know, like we're never gonna let anybody else call in. It's just a different vibe tonight. All right. Thanks um, for being here. Yeah. So I'm gonna go by. Thank you. I'm gonna go by Terry because I'm gonna shit talk a cop that I. Nice. I like this. Um. <laughs> so yeah, for about six months, I lived with um my ex brother-in-law in I'll just say northern North America, and. <laughs> Part of the reason why um, we lived together was just a lot of family tragedy happened, including his second lethal shooting. Um, oh my god! Yeah, it was a rough time. I can um, imagine. Yeah, that's during awful. that time, during that time, I was pro him. I was anti-cop, but I was on his side. But yeah, that can at be this point not so much. That makes sense to it, me. It's though. tough. I mean, no, I absolutely know that. Like. 
you know, doing the show, it's kind of a challenge to be all loud and blustery, but then in my personal life, like forgive people that I've known for a while or I have history with, you know, or someone that you can forget, find a reason to forgive, you know? But yeah, I mean, like, his second shooting, like, Fuck. became like a viral video. Oh my God. And uh, so, like, it really affected uh, my half-sister, like, who lost her job and people were, like, threatening their, like, five-year-old son. And so it was, like, rough. But the reason why I wanted to kind of shit-talk him was uh, because uh, there was a point where I think it was Brian who was curious about the sort of glee that a cop has when they, like, make a big drug bust. Yeah. And... Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, sorry, I just, like, fell off of a chair. Um, so... What had happened is he was no longer on patrol after the second shooting. And he would complain a lot about being bored at work because he liked patrolling. And so then this one day he kind of got to like have some action and like made this very large, uh, pot bust where it was like a huge growing, uh, operation and you got to be part of the team that shut it down. And so he, like, came back home from work being, like, all excited. Like, oh, yeah, I finally got to, like, have some action. And I got to, like, do this. Oh, my God. And the thing is, is that his mom grows pot. My mom grows pot. Oh, shit. Oh, he no. would do pot. <laughs> yeah. He would do pot if it weren't for, you know, being a cop. That's every, I mean. Because he's got. That's what's so frustrating about all the Facebook stuff, about all the social media, is that we've all, we all know one of them tangentially or through an acquaintance and know the type of shit that they're looking away from or they're letting slide or the bullshit that's going on in their own life, the domestic violence, the drug use on their own behalf, you know? Yeah, I mean... So, yeah, like, when he was, like, talking about this, he was, like, being real excited because he was like, oh, I finally, like, got to do something that mattered that wasn't just, like computer work and so then i was like oh man that really sucks for those families i mean they weren't doing anything wrong they were just like growing some pot yeah. right and, he, and then he's like started being like oh yeah i guess and uh yeah and so i just like kept with me like oh man oh that and he'd like be showing pictures like oh man and then like all those plants that's like so much waste and yeah he like just progressively started feeling bad about it mm-hmm. and then eventually my sister like texted me like oh my fucking god just Stop it. <laughs> wow. <laughs> well, yeah. Can I, I mean, this is why I want a soundboard so I could give him, give them a round of applause right now yeah. to say that's great to put like some sort of nagging thought in the back of a cop's mind where they're like, I'm, I did something fucking bad. Yeah. Like I base, I threw my grandma in jail. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like, so I, like maybe like 20 years from now we can have like a reconciliation. Yeah. Yeah. But if they don't but, figure it out, you know. Yeah, yeah, I doubt it. What they get. No, these days, like, they're thinking about, like, uh, like, they're thinking about it that way. They're like, oh, well, I smoke weed. All my friends smoke weed. But yeah. we're going after the dealers. Yeah. You know, the dealers are, like, you know, that's where we need to keep doing the drug war for 20 well, years. And like, they're also know, going like after the criminal one. That's yeah. right. Yeah. We yeah. smoke weed. We're, we do the drugs, but we're not criminal drug users. Yeah. We're the good kind. These are the criminal kind that are doing it crime-like. Well, that's what I was yeah. saying from the beginning. Yeah, we've all benefited from racism. So, like, I have a custom deck that I can do DMT on, um, yeah. but somebody else just gets it handed to them on the corner 
it looks sketchy as hell and they have a s- episode in the public and it's like because but they're going to work you yeah. know they are also doing everything in my life except for you know the their lot in life has decided that they're lower class they're poor people they don't get anything for what they put into shit you know yeah. it's just like it's a different it's just it's not honest like yeah. it's just so bored that's what it makes me so bored with other people because they can't be honest about what we're all up to and what's going on here you know yeah well it's like the caller was saying earlier like it's visible you know, if you're living life as like a poor person, sometimes you don't even like have a house, right? So yeah. Yeah, every, it, everybody is seeing it. And for these cops, it's like these, like, yeah, their grandma or whatever, their roommate's mom who were, th- those are people to them, but they don't even see these people as people. Right. Like you said, they were like, oh, I finally got one. It's just like an achievement for them. It's just like a, a metric or something. It's not like they just completely dissociate themselves from the concept of like, the people that they're doing this to. And so they just get to pat themselves on the back that they've gotten their big achievement. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it definitely to him just felt like, oh, I got to do something for once. Yeah. Yeah. And I I mean, I get... A weed bust. I I mean, I get frustrated. I mean, I was thinking about it. It really does, like, from both sides, red and blue, Republican and Democrats, those are people that have irrational fears about the world that they feel are justified and that are their guiding light and that everybody is supposed to pay attention to, to, to of like terrorist attacks that aren't happening at all or uh, school shit like that uh, gentrification that like yeah. the liberals really fucking love and don't want to talk about in a real way and are very uncomfortable when you mention that people are being displaced or that the folks that like uh, you know, like Columbus City Schools not having air conditioning. Yeah. All these fucking people that like are coming to the city, generating all of their money and then driving to the suburbs to have way better schools. Yeah. Or taking all of their money and putting it into private schools. And, yeah. And like money that they pulled out of this. Yeah. And we're st- and like we can't have an honest conversation about how w- the way things are organized. You know, people are just having these these issues that uh are really just a matter of uh like uh sh- like showing who you are just a matter of like announcing like a like an alliance with like a, a like your you know your team it, it's yeah. all just come team fighting and it's bullshit sorry i got lost there I fucking no, I, it's obnoxious i didn't really have much else to say well thanks <laughs> well, for calling thank in. we really calling. appreciate it we got a few more calls to go it's the oh it's yeah, the totally. lightning round for sure i think we're in overtime thanks terry no thanks terry we still have like we started at like nine thirty-four or something okay. or seven, so we still have. We a got a few more to go. I think we can get them all in. Let's see what we got to go. Thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to tonight? It's you. It's not a goblin or a skeleton or an apparition or a no. phantom. Hello. I'm a skeleton. Hello. It's you. Hello. Hey, hey what's up? We Who did we con? What, what spirit did we hey. conjure tonight? Uh, today you're talking to Paige. Hey Paige, what's going on? Not much. I'm calling you from Grinnell, Iowa. Um, okay. I, we've been to Iowa. Yeah, we I've, did do Iowa. <laughs> we did a show in Iowa. Yeah. Um, and I wanted to talk to you about our union. Great. Mm, sweet. Word. Um, So I'm an undergraduate student here, and we have the first independent undergraduate labor union. Excellent. Yeah. 
And uh, it's happened in my four years here, and it's been such a weird, crazy journey. We found it in 2016. Um, and right now, the Trump administration is creating a new ruling procedure about um, graduate and possibly undergraduate student workers. Yeah, um, wow. Through his NLRB. Yeah, to try to yeah. shut them all down. Yep. That's, that's, yeah, that sucks. Yeah, so pretty much um, in 2016, we were elected to represent the dining hall workers in uh-huh. our at our college. Mm-hmm. Um, and then a year after that, we were like, okay, well, everyone who works on campus needs a union. Um, and we had had our first unit was um, accepted, and they didn't have it be like a battle to have because they were, I don't know, just thought we were dicking around. Mm-hmm. Um, we got to solve those off. And yeah. then, yeah. Dick. And then, then once we said, oh, actually, everyone deserves the union, uh, and they started having to bargain contracts with us, um, then they were like, oh, shit. And they were getting a lot of calls, you know, mm-hmm. from so, all the other schools. No, that's great that yeah. you just like caught them by surprise. I mean, that's it, like awesome when <laughs> these people think you're like, uh, how long have you been involved? Have you how long have you been involved with this campaign? Um, so it started in 2016, and I wasn't I wasn't involved in the start. I was the first year, and I had never worked in the dining hall. Uh-huh. Um, though I worked like three, usually three or four jobs at a time on campus. Um, but it was like when the union started, it was just like a bread and butter union, um, and just really about like dealing with like the understaffing of it. Uh-huh. And also it was totally a boys club. <laughs> sure. And I was doing like other organizing stuff on campus and then kind of got coached to come in and do organizing with them. And it's, we're not affiliated with like an international, so we're an independent. Union. You're free agent. Sure. Um, yeah. Which means we have no lawyers, uh, no anything. <laughs> um, and no, like, we have optional dues. They're $2 a month. Okay. Um, yeah. But we basically got involved in a, a sort of national battle last fall. So I got involved kind of like last summer. Um, and then last fall, as our expansion p- campaign got really real, we like knocked on every door on campus and got everyone who had a job on campus to sign a union card. We got something like 600 people. Um, it's a school about like 1,600 people. Um, and yeah. we filed um, with the NLRB. It's like super exciting and try to get an election. Um, and our school, we had our regional hearing, which was um, basically the school lawyered up and they made us, our, our college owns a golf course. So our NLRB hearing was at the college golf course and country club. Nice. It's fancy. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it was really ridiculous. And on the stand, like we had students testifying about their experiences, about like being on food stamps while we're trying to work. Um, and their lawyers were, it was like the most radicalizing experience for so many people because they just got to see like our president came in with a PowerPoint. It was like, yeah. Sorry, like I'm an academic. <laughs> like mm-hmm. I'm gonna have yep. to present why you guys aren't workers this way. Yeah. Get, like a pie chart about what constitutes <laughs> work labor. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that's what. So I wanted and to. Like, sorry, go ahead. Yeah. No, you're good. 
Well, so I wanted to ask, like, because we have a lot of people that listen to the show that aren't getting involved, and you've you've been in over a year now. You've been doing this stuff. Like, how how much has it helped your life? Like, how like are you enjoying it? You know, are you happy that you did? Like, what got you to like make the leap into like changing shit? Um, well, now I just know that I fucking love the labor movement. I think it's like the mm. only fucking way. Yeah. Forward. I'm tw- I'm 20 years old and like that's like those are facts. That's like, great. Yeah. I <laughs> yeah, and I just like I think like the more people understand like we're all workers, no matter what you like do, and like I think especially in my position, like what I learned was that institutions won't save you, mm-hmm. and um. You always you're gonna have to like fight. Um, I don't know. To be, we're still like fighting to be seen as workers. Yeah. Um, and learn that basically, you know, our like, uh, look like a little of our institution that brands itself on social justice actually um, has the same lawyers as all the other like all the Ivy Leagues or busing mm-hmm. grad student unions, and that, and they all have the exact same language that Trump Labor Board wrote in his new proposal. It's all about like class interest. It's not about. Yeah. Jeez Louise, you are a firebrand. Uh, do you eat ham at all? <laughs> do I eat ham? Are you like no. vegan or vegetarian? No, like, uh, I'm a picky eater. I'm just like I eat shit. <laughs> I like shit. All right. No well, ham. send me some message. I'm, I'm, I'm going to send you a prize pack. You're a real firebrand. I love. I like your spirit. Thanks for calling in. I'm going to send you a street fight prize pack. Just DM me, okay? Yeah, DM or message. Okay. Sure to DM the account. So that we can okay. send you something. Can I plug the union? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, please. Can I plug the union? Yeah, we have a Twitter. Um, I got my own Twitter too, but my the union's Twitter is UGSDW, which is Union of Grinnell Student Dining Workers. Um, and my my Twitter is page HTML. Wow. P A I G E. Excellent. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah, Thanks, yeah. Paige. Thanks we calling, appreciate Paige. it. We're, You're yeah, a legend. Keep on rocking in the free world. Yeah. That is not this dude tonight. Yeah. (laughs) Don't get, yeah, don't get flushed. Don't make that mistake. Uh, most excellent caller, right? Yeah. Pretty good. I, um, I feel like, um, some sort of like New York Times editorialist where I could just go on this rant about how I can't get rid of a good ham these days. And about how there's all these young people that I give them a nice glazed ham that's been like, you know, uh, steeped in its own juices. It's yeah. not like water or saline solution. <laughs> it's the real deal. And nobody wants them. Nobody ever <laughs> wants us to so, mail them. Because we started the gimmick. Yeah. And then when I went to go to get them done, they're like $90 each. They're yeah. like a real, like, that's a real attaboy thing. Like, yeah. I don't spend $90 on a fucking dinner for my whole family. Yeah. Like, very rarely. Yeah. And, uh, but like these, these people, them. I don't, I wouldn't want one. I think they're disgusting. <laughs> they're for blood mouse. They're for, <laughs> I wouldn't eat one, but like these people, some of them like really go for it. Somebody, Somebody will. will. Like, like these, these, the old, old school, school people yeah. will. That know a good, good thing. thing. They, they want, want a Christmas, Christmas goose. goose. <laughs> We're going to do that soon. <laughs> like try to hand them out. I'm like, is there like a beyond Christmas goose that you could do instead? All right. We got three to go. It's, it's the Colin show, show, Street Fight Radio. Radio. Who are we, we talking, talking to tonight? tonight? Hopefully, Hopefully not a, a goblin or a ghoul or some sort of spooky creature. <laughs> what is our hey. Howdy. Hey. What's up? You're on. What's up, you guys? 
Not a lot. Well, we're taking calls. <laughs> yeah, we're doing we're the work. We're doing a radio show. Know what's up with you guys. We're trying to make it through but this hey. list of calls. Six. Well, it's Lurmy. Lurmy, yeah. my favorite. Oh, my Wormy. goodness. Worm Lurm. I've been camped out um, in this basement just doing shit. You hey, can- I've been doing... I've been doing a brand new t-shirt design. Cool. Oh, hell yeah. For you guys. For us? Really? Yes. Yeah. What the heck? Dude, it's, uh, Brian hasn't seen it yet. It's very... Oh, you haven't seen it? Well, it's looking good right now. Excellent. Um, nice. It's still a secret but, project. Yeah. Sorry. I, do, I haven't shown it to Brian. Oh, shit. Well, it's going to be spooky is what I'll say. It's a I'm great scared. one. <laughs> I'm, now I'm scared. Okay. No, it's like, it's a good, uh, good vibe. Okay. Spooky. Okay. It's also like chill. It nails it. It nails the street fight energy perfectly. It's a, uh, it's a great one. I can't wait to debut it. Um, you've also, you've had like a, you had a transformative summer, right? You, you went on like oh a, God. like a vacation in the woods to go find yourself. And I've been following along. I know you went dark. And when you came back, you had like a real fire under your ass. And I really love the stuff you're doing. It's very interesting and inspirational. And you have such a great eye, uh, for what you do, and I'm glad that you're just like leaning into it. That's so supportive of you. Thank you. Not a problem. Yeah, I mean, I spent the summer uh, living in a, a 15 by 15 foot log cabin that was built by like a bunch of people who showed up in the woods who didn't know each other over like a period of about eight years because um, I was working on the cabin too. They're pretty like buttoned up now. But okay. Yeah, I was like living out in the woods on um, my buddy Dan Bandit's property, um, aka Ghost Tramp. He's like the background designer for Adventure Time and like a freelance illustrator. Awesome. Um, and he started this thing called Boy Scouts. What was the name Hard again? Hard to explain entirely. <laughs> um, Ghost Shrimp. Ghost Shrimp. Yeah, like that clear shrimp. That. But a guy. Okay. <laughs> but there are are there really ghost shrimps now? <laughs> now you got me wondering. Some of it's some of it's too super translucent. Like you can, it's like you can see the anatomy of the whole damn thing. Mm, hachi, they, hachi. Look, they look pretty <laughs> 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 This is the horniest thing I've ever said on the show. <laughs> Yeah. Oh my god, I missed it completely. You said it. <laughs> now I gotta say it. Yeah. And it's embarrassing now. You said it's translucent. Brett said it's a ghost shrimp. He's translucent. You can see all the internal organs. And I said, ooh, hachi machi. <laughs> no, it's less oh. funny. <laughs> It's more funny. But it seemed very quick in the moment, I'll yeah. say. Like, it was just one of those things that was like, oh, that's very quick. But now when I think about it further, I think it's more like kind of a, like, a, that's what she said kind cooking. of thing. And I'm embarrassed about it. <laughs> I mean, cooking can be a The internal part. You're thinking about the external would probably be the more horny thing to say. Well, but, I mean, but him. it's the, the insides of inside. Your skin, that's the most naked you can be. Sure. <laughs> an x-ray, an oh. x-ray is the hundred is the most 
Naked. Well, I don't know. Because I would rather people see <laughs> your, your nervous my, system, my bones and guts <laughs> than like the but outside. Yeah, they like, the show, like, yeah, like something. Oh, God. I hate, I hate seeing the TSA thing. I try not to look at it. Oh, I love it. And, uh, well, it makes me look like it's a intriguing. load of slime. <laughs> <laughs> a big, fat load of slime. <laughs> Which is what I feel like anyway, every day of my life. I'm, I, people say, oh, yeah, Brian. but I feel like slime. What's up? <laughs> um, you should look into, uh, ego work and like therapy because your ego is fucking making up a lot of stories about your life. Yeah. And like, I will you gotta observe, that. observe that and like, be like, that's a fake story and it's not serving me. So. Right. Yeah. I yeah. mean, I, I just, I, and, and, you know, something that I've talked about in the past on this show that like is a thing that I consciously do, I do this very, I, I'm good at this is that like, I'll take you at your word when you tell me something and I'm not going to hold you to that for the rest of your life. And I'm going to try not to read into what you say and say it as a comment on myself, yeah. you know, or think that you're thinking about me when you're not around me sorts of things. Like I, I know that stuff is all like the product of a huge ego. You know what I mean? But like, no, uh, not like it's like, a, like you have a huge ego. It's like everybody has an ego and like, that's how we are taught to think about ourselves and like how our internal dialogue is. Mm -hmm. And it's like a totally something that everyone works on. And I've found like, I don't know. There's literally like, like a holistic psychologists on Instagram who post like 100% of this shit and it's like pretty interesting and enlightening like to look at. I'll, sure. I'll definitely like therapy. I'll, I'll give it a look I because you know I'm open to like anything that 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 could help it's just mm -hmm. I'm just very much like uh, I, I, I'm like it's not I'm not I don't want to phrase it like I'm like uh, I have a pretty easy life, you know, I don't want to, I don't want people to think that like, yeah, but everybody gets like, sometimes your brain trips you up. And yeah. That, I that's, mean, that's what, I think what's how? happening with me, but yeah, I mean, you know, also like, yeah, you have an easy life and then you also help other people out and then you also have an easy life and then you convince yourself to stay in a hole for six months and you're useless to nobody. And it's like, it doesn't fucking matter what your life is. You're just, you're, you're, you're being miserable, you know? Yeah. It's not, and it's not helpful. Yeah. You know? I, 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 I'm trying. And you could be better. Everyone wants you to be better, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm trying, but, uh, you gotta re, you gotta rewrite that narrative. But yeah. I, 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 what did, can I ask you, like, your experience in the woods was, was cool? I mean, yeah, dude. Like, something like that, uh, I found, at least for me, it kind of resets you. It, like, cracks you open and, uh, just like everything's uh, pretty raw and but like in a really good way like um so yeah the ghost scouts is like basically like an art society uh and we hang out in the woods on this guy's property in vermont like northern vermont it's like the most beautiful place ever um so yeah there's these two cabins in the woods and like artists come there together and like we fucking hype each other up and stuff and like do work on the land um and work on our own art projects uh so yeah you found in the secret society 
Well, you've, and, you've, 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 you've like, you've sharpened your stone. You found your center. You seem like more confident and you know what you're doing and you can, you're, you're just stepping forward with that. You know, I, I really like, you have, thank a, you. Yeah. you have a new print coming out. That's like really, really neat. I love it. Um, your stuff is so amazing. You've also done means TV. Like, I mean, you're going to be huge someday. Yeah. Someday we're going to write like the new book of punk rock and you're like, it's going to be like learn worm was there doing some of the illustrations, you know? Oh, that's that's so nice of you. I feel like, yeah. You're a legend to me already. Me I'm really impressed by what you do, to be honest. Yeah, I just realized, like, what was important to me. Like, it was, like, a clarifying experience to, like, live in a log cabin for a while. I don't know. And, like, be doing the art and dedicating time to taking my art seriously. Because I was working, like, a fucking full-time-ass job <laughs> for uh, the last, like, year and some change. And it sucked. I, like, hated it. I was so miserable. Um, and it was, like, not a, the worst job ever. It was, like, not super bad. But there's just so many things you do in life because you think other people, like, other people think you should. Yeah, um, or, absolutely. Or, like, you feel like it's a of you. But you really don't have to do any of that shit. Yeah. Um, those things, like... After a while, I mean, you realize that it's easy to gamify people and do what they want you to do for them, but it doesn't bring you any joy or happiness for yourself. And the more that you can lean into what you want to be and how you want things to go, um, you know, they they will work around you. I mean, you know, my parents deal with me. That's the truth. Like, that's just what it is. I'm me. I'm me. Um, everyone around me just deals with me. I... I, I the mom down the road that my kid plays with somehow, you know, through conversation, she knew I was a comedian and she's a teacher and she listens to my show and I went and did stand up comedy in her fucking high school nice. and she told them I was an anarchist and we talked about all that stuff and uh, wow. like I didn't hide who I was and like the biggest thing like leading up to it was just like I was shaking my boots about not be not cussing. Yeah. <laughs> I, I thought I was going to a private school and I I thought this was going to be a very button up environment mm -hmm. and then I showed up and they were like they were like it's okay so they're allowed to say fuck. We talked about like if you say fuck one time it's PG-13 but if you say it more than once it's an R rating. So like yeah. and they and I went up there and, and and like I just you know, I have to stop putting those limiters on me. Other people are going to try to stop me from being me. And like they that's their job. Yeah. I I have yeah, no reason to yeah. do it for myself. Yeah, I have you don't no want to stop yourself. I don't have to I don't yeah. have to like do it for them. Like, oh you're gonna try to stop me. Let me go ahead and stop myself for you. You know, like there's no reason. You have to keep pushing through that. And it's tough. It's it's not easy. It's not like I mean I'm I'm only saying yeah. this because I have to fortify it in myself like every day. That's what it's all about, man, though. It's like you, you're you figuring it out all the time. And, yeah, I just realized, like, that, like, now, like, you might as well seize, like, the moment that's happening right now. Because I felt, I felt this momentum because, yeah, I, I, like, made it happen to come uh, do the residency for three months. And it, it's sort of like I was, like, thirsting for, like, a transformation, you know. Um, and I definitely got it. it and it's like something that when it clicks, you're like, oh, why wasn't I doing this the whole time? Like, you know, it makes total sense. It makes more sense than what I was like trying to do. But it was the same for us. I mean, we spent so much time. Like Brian was like, I'm going to be a graduate student. I'm going to be a professor. I'm going to get like a, a fucking jacket with patches on the elbow. So everybody thinks I'm a smarty <laughs> pants. 
And, you know, like we had all these ideas of how we could like, well, this definitely isn't going to work out. We definitely can't just be the artist that we want to be. We have to come up with a crash pad. But like when you just yeah. jump into it and you stop having like something else to do and you come to understand that you're somebody that makes it happen and that you do have something to work with and stop putting the limitations like, you know, sky's the limit at that point. Yeah, like, if you don't go for what you want to do, like, it's not just going to happen. And it, I mean, it takes, like, so I'm not going back to my full-time job, and it feels like it's like, kind of risky, but it's, like, you know, kind of, I'm going to do it or I'm not going to do it. Yeah. I'm going to be an artist, and I might live in that way, or have to try something else. And, like, yeah. you figure it out every single day. Yeah, there's a, I mean, there's a lot of op opportunity. You have a lot to offer. I'm excited to to see what you develop into as an artist, and I will be along for the ride. And we appreciate it as always. Uh, where can we find Instagram? Is that the is that your spot? Yeah. So uh, website's in the works right now. You can check me out on Instagram at lerm l e r m worm uh, like a worm, and that's where I'm posting stuff. And I'm gonna have. Um, posters for sale of some prints. Um, I ordered stickers, which is exciting. And yeah, check yeah, it out. And also, sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say there's a lot of slingshots in Philly. They're popular. Yeah, because oh, they're yeah, cool as hell. I mean, because they're really for cool, like mostly cool dudes, but women they're can cool. drive them too. They're fucking for cool people, man. You get a nice American flag wrap on it, maybe with the Constitution on the hood, and they're just slingshots are so cool, man. <laughs> hey, hey, Lermy, let me tell let me tell this to you, just because you're working, trying to be a working artist. I've been looking at homes now. We're trying to buy a house in the Columbus area. And, um, you know, something that my wife went to art school, so she's a snob and I'm a poor person that wants to be upper class. So I'm also a snob. <laughs> um, but like, you can have, you can have taste you like, but, you know? but here's so what, here's what we agree upon that we think is just absolutely disgusting. And when we go to these houses, it's folks that have like a Claude Monet poster in a frame. <laughs> That's oh my God. Someone that has like a Van Gogh like no or like a Georgia O'Keeffe poster. That they may be paid twelve ninety five for, and they mm -hmm. bought a frame for, and you know, you look at something like what you're doing. You're you're trying to put a print out there that maybe is nineteen ninety five, and they're gonna, you know, you can buy it's twenty bucks, and you can buy a frame for it, and you have something on your wall that was an original creation, but people, it's just, it's so hard to break through because folks just want to say like. No, no, I didn't like, I didn't find a piece of art. I didn't find a print that I like and put it on my wall. I like the popular artists that make me seem smart, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, that's what, that's what someone's trying yeah. to say with a poster <laughs> like that. Well, hopefully they're just uninitiated. Um, sure. We got to jump yeah, them in. We got to jump them in. We got to go to their house. If you ever see someone that has like a framed <laughs> poster, like a photograph of Marilyn Monroe or James Dean. Yeah, or, that, or like that, those canvas, like, Paris uh, things that says yep. Paris on you it. Rip it off their walls immediately and break that shit in half. <laughs> but you pay to replace it with a tasteful print that's under $30. I mean, it's like it's affordable shit and yeah. it makes you look like a smart, intelligent, cool person. And it's the standard size paper. Just go buy a frame. You don't have to get that expensive no custom frame. <laughs> yeah. It's nice. It's that easy. Um, well, yeah. thanks so much, you guys. Not a problem. 
once again, I'm very inspired by you, and I'm glad to see what you've done over the years. It's like the cool thing about doing Street Fight is we get to have these long-term relationships, and I'm really settling into seeing people like mature and grow and do their own thing because it's like you're not going to be like a street fight zine artist you're not going to make any money doing that right now <laughs> you, you know like well, you guys no you guys have been a big part of it because that's like you know every job is getting me to where i want to be sure and, yeah it's been awesome i try uh, to i try to help where i can but like i also like we had Asia that does uh, some of the other stuff. Um, I was a reference on their on her uh, tattoo apprentice, like, mm -hmm. like, and I just it's so neat to see people oh, like just like leveling up yeah. and like because yeah, you're like a young idiot that doesn't know what to do, and you're kind of <laughs> know how to you have a passion or yeah. you have a talent, and then all of a sudden you're like this cool professional that can help other people out. I mean that's where I'm at right now. I'm like loving life trying to to help and uh share the wisdom with other That's people to like about. like step into that light and like be the like somebody has to be the weirdo outsider the yeah. rabble rouser like just do that like if that's your calling like stop worrying about square lifestyles and stop worrying about like make it, it work you know think, There's, of, think about what you want to do and uh try to find a way to do it and make your life about doing the things you like for sure well thanks Lermy. we appreciate it have a good night Peace. As always, to everyone. I'm excited for the spooky t-shirt. We got to jump in. We got two to go. I don't think we should honor the jump in. Well, yeah, we're over now. 724, we're in overtime. You're out. I'm going to drop you. But uh, let's get our next call in here. We got two more to go. Clock two. is ticking. Yeah. All right. These, let's I do mean, this. Anonymous has been in and out all night. They, they're up all all night listening to Street Fight. Hey, who are we talking to? Hopefully you're not a goblin or a ghoul. A zombie a zombie with no oh, conscience. Oh, you're cute. Is this me? <laughs> yeah. What's that? You. Oh, my God. <laughs> Hi. Howdy. Um, This is uh, Victoria from Orange County, California. Love it. What's up? Love that show. We're going to be down there. California. <laughs> California. Uh, yeah, but like not like that. Here but, uh, there's a lot of those types out here. Yeah, my family's from there. You. I have a family member that like ran away from Ohio for like a DUI charge and ended up out there. Fuck, I need to do that. I need to get a DUI. Back in the <laughs> 70s, you could just disappear out of shit, man. They just would lose the paperwork. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've, 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 there's a good book about that, actually, about how to and it turns out it's super fucking hard about how to like make your own death. Anyway, um, I'm always I know you guys are doing I want a, a ghost round. world is what I want to do. I want to do a ghost world. A ghost world? Yeah, at the end when Enid just takes that bus to nowhere and you're just like, all right, she disappeared. Like she just followed her heart. I don't know that I'm super familiar with that. I love that so movie. That it's dope. a good movie. Sorry, I'm not trying to be too old on this, but go ahead. <laughs> um. Yeah, so I just wanted to call and, and talk about um, kick it old school and uh, talk about shitty work stuff. Sweet, sweet, go for it. Does that work? That um, works for so us. I actually I got laid off this week, oh, no. so that really sucks. Oh, that sucks. Um, was it a bad job? Yeah, it totally sucks. I'm sorry. Was it a bad job? No, that's the actually yeah. really shitty part. So I how long did you like, have it? Really niche. So I was there for two years. Oh shit, that does um, suck. God damn. Yeah, I was a, a restoration ecologist with this one like kind of small 
a consulting company, mm-hmm. and they just out of. I mean, I I just went back to school, so I I just started a grad school program, um, kind of in the field. So they said it would be super chill. Like I could just, you know, just go back down to part time like I was before because it it was like a fucking headache trying to get them to make me go full time, mm-hmm. and um, it just turned into like a thing, I guess. So they they fired me or not fired me they laid me off they offered me a severance package or whatever and so they were um they did say that like it was you know no fault like it's nothing personal blah 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 but it just felt, it felt super personal and I'm still kind of upset about it because like it was a it was a pretty decent job like I I got paid commute and I was making like twenty two dollars an hour and nice. um. Like I said, it's a super niche field, so it's pretty hard to break into. But um, I'm sorry. I'm not letting you guys talk at all. No, you're good. No, you're good. It's fine. We're here to amplify voices tonight. Yeah, I mean, the rug gets so, pulled out from under you. I mean, the the thing is, like, what, I, what I've always found is the problem with work is that there's everyone is talking behind somebody's back, but no one is, like, talking to the person and saying, like, hey, if you adjusted b- your behavior in this, like, very small way, we wouldn't fire you in 60 fucking days, you know? Dude, like, that's the thing, though. It's, like, I didn't do anything wrong. Like, I went, like, okay, a month ago, I had a, a bit of an accident where I was doing some water sampling, and uh, both my partner and I, we forgot to wear gloves. So I had sent him back down to go grab the gloves out of the truck, and it turns out that, like, I, you know, I was just trying to be efficient and whatever, and I was sampling some water, and so it spilled, I looked at the bottle, the bottle said highly toxic, so I kind of freaked out, mm-hmm. and, um, you know, I'm, I'm, was literally the only woman on the team of, like, you know, 12 dudes, and it's just, like, I was the only person that uh, had ever used, like, workers' comps or anything, and I just feel like, they kind of got rid of me for, for, you know, causing trouble, quote unquote. No, you're right. So it just they were talking shit like about you the whole time. Like, no, but that's the thing is, like, all of the people that I work with, like, I've gotten calls from every single guy that I've worked yeah. with over there, and they were all, they were all like, "What the, what the fuck happened? Like, you did not deserve to go." Like, there's this other dude that I work with that is like. Literally doing the exact same grad school program I am in. And he also dropped down to part-time. And they kept him over me. And everybody Mm -hmm. that called me was like, "Uh, yeah, if they had consulted us about the ranking, like, you wouldn't, you wouldn't have been below him. I just can't imagine it's the case. Like, I don't, I mean, it's just like shitty behavior. But like, if you're the woman on the job, like, you're the problem. I mean, you're, you are like, you're, you're creating the issue. Like, that's. It's really shit. When dudes aren't, when dudes are all together, like, that's usually what the fuck they're saying. Like, that's, that, that's really shitty yeah. that they didn't consider you like that. I mean, and the thing is, like, it's, a lot of it is manual labor. And, you know, I'm small. I'm, like, 5 to 120 pounds. So, you know, I'm putting my all into this. I'm doing, like, a shit ton of work. But, you know, I'm not going to get as much work done as the, the guys. But who's putting in more effort, you know? It's a lot harder for me. Yeah, so, I mean, you they should pay based on that. heart scale. Like, who has the most heart? I, I feel that way, too. <laughs> I mean... You sound mighty. Well. I'm sure you're very mighty. I do my best. I mean, luckily, I, I have another job, so... That's great. I hopefully ask to take on some more hours over there. Yeah. Well, it sucks that, that you had to have cool. two jobs. 
Yeah, it sucks I that mean, you had to have two jobs, but it's good that you, you it's good that like, you know, I, I, I mean, if they got rid of you for, you know, a workman's comp claim sort of thing. You don't want to fuck around with them. It's, it's for the better to just yeah. get the hell out of there. I, I, you know, I, when I left, I've left jobs where it was just like, this is just not, Dangerous. this is not where I want to be ever. I want to like, I got to get out of here because this is going to end bad anyway. Yeah. You know, the call center. I was like, this, this either ends with me being laid off or fired for some weird reason, but this is not the job I'm going to have for the rest if, of my life. If for you, sure. If you're you doing know? a shove, if you're fucking digging or are hanging shit or swinging a hammer and no one's allowed the culture is that you're not allowed to do workman's comp like don't fuck around with that there's no reason yeah. to risk it like if i if you know like i would go swing a hammer but i better be able to go to the fucking doctor when my back tweaks on me right that I, was I, like the warehouse yeah, I mean, the, the warehouse soured me when my wrist was fucked up and they're like uh the company's not going to pay for this and it was like they did this though like i fucking was i have to do this all the time and they fucked up my it. goddamn wrist you yeah know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I, I think like yeah, totally. I had the luckier, I had a lucky situation with, cause there is flexibility in that industry because they're so anti-union that they hire contractors that they could just get more, you know? So it was like me leaving yeah. wasn't like a huge deal to them. But then when I got out, it was like, once I got out, it, it like changed my life, like I, I, maybe out of desperation, maybe out of like, others like i don't know what mm -hmm. made it happen but something happened that like you know i might have pushed myself into a corner and and made something i think that's like i'm happy with sort of what i've been able to make and i was basically in the same situation as you i was yeah, going, yeah. i was not going to make it through at the cable company that was not gonna end well i gotta say my best advice like for if you've been two years and you got laid off if you're getting unemployment, like if you can find an under the table, the job and collect unemployment, you will be fucking balling. Like I've had, like I ran my, after I got sent out the door from Abercrombie Warehouse, I ran an eBay business for like two years because I could claim unemployment the whole time. I was getting like six or or $700 padding a month and then could sell like a thousand dollars, $2,000 yeah. worth of clothes and everything was taken care of. Yeah, I that's dope. do what I want, you know? So definitely try under the table. Yeah, job. I did. I definitely, I, I did. File, I know you guys talked about um, unemployment in one of the last Facebook shows. So I, I definitely filed for that. I'm in California. So if you want to hear about what that's like, I could definitely keep you updated. Yeah, we'd love to for hear. Sure. For sure. Yeah, let us know. We'll see how that goes. Let us know what you run into at other times. That, that would that that would be really great. Yeah, we'll do ABCD again. We have yeah. all these disgusting men. Well, you can also in call here. in on days that's yeah, not this ABCD. Is actually, this is such an awesome thing. Yeah, yeah. call yeah, no, on but like, like it builds up so fast. Yeah, yeah it so, happens. Which is great. Like it's, it's super awesome that like people are listening and calling in. Well, you know what? Men are so selfish and they demand love, all of our fucking time. They think they just get an audience with us no matter what, and they're willing to use violence to get ahead. Like they just are awful. <laughs> I love when you guys flush the truth down the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that poor guy. Because like I know that like they were also like in a very like vulnerable place, but. I think oh, tragedy totally. can yeah. be a perfect so place for the beginning of a lot of yeah, comedy. Yeah. La laughter. That was some yeah. funny ass shit. Like yeah. one of the best turds of all time. Yeah, so okay. thank you. 
for getting flushed. <laughs> well, thanks for calling. Have a good night. We got one more to go. We have the jump in. Do we have to flush this last jump in? Peace. Thanks for not being like a specter from the past. We're taking one more, and we gotta get one more. Seven two four. You're out of the. You're out of here. We have exactly. We have one. We have for well over three hours. We got a V for Vendetta that's coming in, an anonymous. Well. Is that the one we have? Like, no, there's one. There's a jump funny, in that's been like, but uh, persistent. I now drink tea at two p.m. Who is this? I also drink tea and coffee sometimes in the morning, but now this? at two p.m. I'm starting to drink tea. Wow, they're just not even listening. It's an audio recording. Okay, <laughs> we're out. Jump of in. No, jump <laughs> in is our last tea. I mean, we agreed. You agreed to one more, and that was absurd. I was interested. What was that? I'm not sure. Was that someone's like daily routine? Someone reading from their journal? Howdy doody. What's going on? Hopefully, are you like, are you a uh, uh, the crypt keeper? <laughs> hey, what's up? You're on Street Fighter Radio. We're taking calls. You got a last caller on the phone. You so got it like you phone, called back. I hung up on you and you called back. It's time to knock it out the park. <laughs> and you better not be a fucking dude because it's anybody but cis dudes. Anybody but. All right. Time. Got it. Done it. Well, <laughs> keep making that grilled cheese that you're crackalacking in the kitchen or whatever them fucking noises are. Good night. That was Street Fight. It's Sunday night. Your call-in show. Thanks for being here. The ABCD show is over. Anybody but sis dudes, we kept to our... We kept to the mantra, and uh, we appreciate the DSA for being here. We've got Kristen and Alec. Y'all were great. Give me your stuff. Yeah, thanks for having us. Yeah, how can they help or get involved or amplify yeah. voices, send money, whatever it may be? Well, with the Tenants Union, you can follow at Union Columbus. Um, I don't know why that was available, but um, <laughs> the... Uh, Not a big union city. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Yeah, the uh, and like we said, um, happy hours Tuesday at rehab social, or at rehab tavern in uh, Franklinton. Franklinton. And the rehab tavern is not like a place where you go to get rehab. You go there to get drunk. Don't let the name fool you. It's yes. wonderful. Yeah, they it's almost they rehabilitated you. a space. Yeah. It's an awesome divey bar. It's great. It's and also, um, columbusdsa.org has our calendar. Um, it has all of our social media on there, ways that you can contact us. I'm the member engagement chair, so if you contact us, it'll probably come to me. Um, yeah. And Kristen's come very the nice and meeting. cool, and so is Alex, so What's just that? talk to them. We got yeah. a lot of tweeters on here. What's the Twitters? I, I think it's at Columbus underscore DSA. That's right. Because for some reason, somebody had Columbus DSA, but let me double check on that real quick. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And in the meantime, like, from the Twitter. Columbus district... Uh, smokers of America. Yeah. We appreciate it. The, it is at Columbus underscore DSA. Yeah, give yeah. them a follow if you want to. If you want to get uh, clued into what's going on in Street Fight, I'm sorry, Street Fight. Start over. <laughs> sorry, I was so ahead of myself right there. <laughs> <clears throat> if you want to get clued into what's going on with the DSA, follow them on Twitter. It's at Columbus underscore DSA. Uh, if you want to. Follow along with Street Fight. We're on all of your social media. We're Street Fight WCRS. You can listen to us on Columbus Radio as well. Add it to your radio dial. Check them out, WCRSFM.org. 
thank you to everybody that called in tonight. It was uh, one of the good ones, and uh, I'm proud to do it. And can't wait to fuck with all y'all in Texas. Uh, please bring all the most illegal drugs that you got. Weed is, weed is not considered a drug anymore. Weed is not a drug. It's a fucking medicine everywhere else. So bring drugs, not weed. Apparently bring, bring ketamine. Weed, too. And bring, some ketamine, yeah. Bring me pills. Cocaine. Uh... LSD, any pills, really? Just not heroin, not, 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 he- not heroin, but Adderall. not heroin, pharmaceutical. I'm good just, with oxycodone. Hey, just bring what you got, and I'll give it an eyeball <laughs> and decide if I'm going to take it or not. Just that'll work for me. We're Street Fight Radio. Peace.